0: You're a really nice girl, and I and, and I really like you, but you, you have clothes like a dickhead. <laughs> This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Fulan, I'm <laughs> Jake Baxter. <not> gonna <laughs> and we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Today we're getting jiggy with Sega's 1990 release of Zoom for the Sega Genesis, and the emulation disclosure. I played on Fusion on my PC with my OG hardware three button piped in through an adapter, and we played our two player action via Parsec on our laptops and the Fusion emulator as well. Uh, you said you used a six button, right, Jay?
1: Yep, six button, but also same everything else the same. Fusion, Word. gotta go.
0: Yep. Please rate and review the podcast. It makes us feel really good about ourselves when people write things that are good about the podcast. Um, it might even make us feel good if you write shitty things. Just any sort of interactions, good feedback. <laughs> <laughs> what What are we jamming on now, Jay? What are you jamming on now? Oh man, back to outriders. What the fuck's going on there? What the fuck? Yeah. Going on? So there's a new update. <laughs>
1: um, they They dropped some new content. Okay, um, you're a loot, loot crate raid. whore! I told you! You're a loot crate whore! It no, no, no. <laughs> br- just brings you right back in. Just give you some new loot, you're just right back. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no loot, actually. I've, I've gotten zero new loot, but it, it's funny. Like, I re-downloaded this game, kind of like, eh, because I saw some chatter about it on the Facebook page. Like, somebody was like, oh, I was talking about it like it was brand new again. I'm like, what? I, I da- Got rid of that a long time ago. For, I, I forgot that th- they were going to be having this new content drop, and so I figured, you know what, I'll you know, I was having a fun with, with this game before. Why not jump back in, see what it's about? Um, and I gotta say, man, before I completed the ca- the campaign, all the co-op like in-game stuff, except the absolute final thing, because you have to do that with a group and a very you know coordinated group. Whereas the other stuff, you can even solo it if you have a great build. You know what you're doing. Even though it's group content, you can get through it by yourself, especially if you don't have it turned all the way up. But the final thing. You have to have it turned up all the way to the max difficulty that they provide, and it has to be a group effort. And I haven't been able to get a group together to do that. But outside of that, I've done everything else. Um, but even s- with that said, man, it's been months and months since I played this. It's more beautiful graphically than I remember, and I forgot how much this game really is. Like, so they added like four more expeditions. I don't know what else they added on top of that, but I've jumped back in. No new loot, not a single bit of new loot. If, if there's new loot, I haven't of it because. <laughs> My build was already great as it was, so, like, I'm not picking up anything new. I'm more just wanting to see these new levels that they have, you know, to see the new bosses, new fights. And, yeah, man, it's it's. – I've had a blast. I feel like I'm doing more damage than I was before. Maybe they, like, nerfed some other builds and, like, boosted mine. I don't know. But I've, I'm have i having a blast with it. So, it's – I'm a fan again. I, I can't even believe that I'm, I'm saying that. I know they reworked some of the gear sets. Like, one of the sets I'm wearing, like – I think it has some new attributes to it just naturally like it was a build that I was wearing before because I didn't get like the highest highest because I wasn't willing to grind constantly for this freaking armor set. Um, But I think the build that I had, which I think is kind of like the second best build, they boosted it. So I'm doing so much fire damage and yeah, I, I, I jumped into a match and a couple people joined me and. You know, we worked through it at probably like tier 13 out of 15, you know, at the highest tiers that they have. And so I wasn't sure. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do 13, see if we can get through it. We blew through it and I was like, bam, I, the, did I get carried? Like that was so, so easy, you know, and the damage I out damaged everyone. I did like 174 million damage. The second dude did like 90 and the other one did like 50. I'm like, I carried them. Like, this is awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's a blast, man. One hundred forty-seven million—that's the metrics.
0: Yeah. It's, it's on a million. It's millions metric. of damage.
1: Like they're it's like, you know, it's like a counter, like your score. Like mine was like one hundred forty-seven. Sure, sure,
0: sure. Blah 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 blah.
1: And you can so you can, you can you can compare like how much damage somebody did, how many times they died. You know, all these all these things.
0: It's insane that it's working yeah. on a scale it's the millions. <laughs> is ridiculous. Hundreds of millions, no less. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's like I said, I, I'm shocked. I didn't think I was going to be that much of a fan again. But especially if I can get a group together, I think I may try to push to that final Eye of the Storm again. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, after that, yeah, of course, a lot more Elder Scrolls. I'm finally hitting high DPS again. I'm over 90,000 90, DPS. And so... I might actually join another vet trials team again. Just I've done all the trials in the game, but the last two that came in, I haven't done like hard modes and all those, you know. So I think I might want to just join a vet trial team just to get back into that more because I'm hitting high damage again. And so yeah, it's it's fun, you know. With the, with all of the with all of the dungeons that I've missed in the past, I've been playing through some of them. I've gotten some of these new uh, mythic sets that they they released with the really with the newest patches where like you have to farm them in specific ways and like you have to do this scrying it's it's like a different game within the game that you can do and i i didn't think i would really like it but i grinded to get that and that also gives you higher damage so it just i'm sucked back in and what can i say it's it's a fantastic game
0: <laughs> okay okay
1: yeah um, yeah and then after that a lot of halo infinite that's still my my pvp go to a little bit of forza thrown in there but mostly uh Halo Infinite just to pity some pole fools. Came, came off Forza
0: are pretty pretty fast.
1: No, it's fun, but like I, you know, I actually pulled it up the other day. <laughs> it's fun, but I I had Zion do- download it on the other Xbox so that we can race together. Because for me, like racing alone is fun, and that game that game again is amazing for you know its campaign mode. But I want to play with somebody else, and usually, like all the racing games I've played. You know, in the last five or six, seven, eight years, have been with my daughter. She's been racing with me. You know, so once she actually does that, I mean, now that she has that downloaded, we'll probably play together some more there. So it's only mm-hmm. only on pause. I'm not definitely not done by any means with Forza. Okay. 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 What about you, man? I've I've got some it's other like, games sprinkled in there. That we'll we'll touch on. But what what is that background? That's that, I, at first I was like, is that Final Fantasy like 15? Yeah. But what am I looking at? Look.
0: Like, now that is Resident. Yeah, you're like flying. That you're like that's like the. It was like like if you sat down with Microsoft's, like I don't know, whatever team fucking like uh, decides user base like the like the like the, the things that they want to push like the things that they like like if like if you sat down with whoever makes those decisions or whoever is working on that the hardest or in control of it and asked them like what are the things that you wish a Microsoft Xbox owner was sitting down playing right now, it would be like those four games, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <All> right, no. <laughs> Maybe not Outriders. Definitely Halo. Definitely Forge. Definitely ESO. I, it, it's just funny to me because ESO... I mean, we've talked about this constantly. I I just am amazed that ESO continues to grow and stay relevant during this time. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great that now... You know, it's owned by Bethesda, which is now part of Microsoft. So that just obviously boosts that. But it's funny too because I don't know if you saw. There's a report this week that supposedly World of Warcraft is coming to console, like g- coming to like Xbox and stuff at some point. I don't know if that's true. It's just rumors. But it's almost like is that that, still, that was that, a fun game back in the still, day. But why now? Like what? I was
0: gonna say is that still going on?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely still a game that's played. But to me okay. what i I like that game Jesse was used to be in that game years ago, but to me, like an elder a game like e s o is far better than a game like that, you know, unless you're just into more of the cartoony style and you just want that specific lore like this is a much more beautiful game
0: so. warcraft is i mean it is you know I haven't played Warcraft since uh, really, I only played one and two with any real devotion. Uh, I had like, I remember buying the battle chest or I got, I think I got it as a gift. I think Ted got it for me uh, for Christmas oh, yeah. or something. It was, it was literally like the battle chest gift set that was like Warcraft one, Warcraft two, the Warcraft two expansion pack. And it was all in this thing. I got all the CD. They were CD ROM, you know, like fuck oh, like, This, yeah, was, yeah. Like, this <laughs> was like 1997 or some shit. See, I played the fuck out of both those games and I've actually, it's probably been years now, but I, I have downloaded the, um. Like scored some sort of, I don't, I don't remember what it was. If it was just DOS box or something, but like something that allowed me to play to install those CDs onto my last laptop and play the game again, like on modern hardware. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I love those games. I remember I bought Warcraft three, which was more, which Warcraft three was like the intermediary between Warcraft two ah. and Warcraft the MMO, and like it was yeah more of like a one player kind of. And like I fucking hated wasn't, it. So like. Yeah. When Warcraft, I mean, I've never been MMO minded, but the like the fact that I didn't play like Ultima or EverQuest is like still kind of mind blowing to me because that's like <laughs> it's right in the like lore or type of game fantasy medieval wheelhouse I that you I to want. Play that. So like yeah, there just has to be like something buried deep inside me that hates the idea of that of MMO <laughs> 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 to not to not have at least tried those, but. Uh, in any event, yeah, like I, I never got into the to the World of Warcraft thing, and you know, obviously, it's fucking a huge, huge thing, and I love that story world. It, it is it, like you, you mentioned, like you like the lore more, like it, dude. Like the, I still remember, I still remember like the things that the World War the, the Warcraft two when you clicked on them to highlight them. I still remember what a lot of them, the noises they made, and shit. like, like <laughs> yeah. the the little the little the peons, which I just love that that they call the the orc. Villager's peons is hilarious. <laughs> just like that alone is hilarious. And yeah, they like, Dug Dug, like, like shit. Like, I remember the shit that they say, like, you know, from fucking two decades ago. So like, yeah, they did a, a really fun job and really good job of making that a story world that's fun to be in, even at that like rudimentary basic level. So I, I'm sure the modern iterations of that are just fucking hilarious and amazing. Yeah. You know. So, uh, I can see that, but... That's my If it's, that's a kind of that's like seventy six. If if fucking if it hits Game Pass for free, I'll check it out. I, huh. I would check that out. That would actually get me to, to turn on my caveman Xbox and oh my gosh, and, and, and take a look at what, and take a <laughs> look at game. game it's funny stone you say that.
1: Again. I haven't turned until last night when I played. B3. I saw you online <laughs> yeah. last night.
0: I saw you. I, I logged in. You were fourteen minutes ago. You were on fucking <laughs> Oculus. I was like, oh, he's playing Oculus. Look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I jumped
1: on for a quick game of Beat Saber. But yeah, before that. I hadn't turned my Oculus on in over a month. It was like I hadn't touched it. That's insane, but I, I,
0: I, I played a full game of Demio last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. That's Resident Evil behind me. And that's because I'm playing Resident Evil 4 on my Oculus. It's still dynamite. It's just – it's a fucking just – it's an assault on my senses and, like, my <laughs> VR decision-making capability. Like, VR is so much more demanding, uh, which, you know, it all that more surprising that I – enjoy it because like
1: yeah I, you're not an intense gaming like a dude like yeah. i don't understand
0: <laughs> it's and it is, it is so fucking intense at times and like there's you know a lot it's like, die a lot and like you know like i last night i'm, I'm kind of i think i'm getting towards the end and mm-hmm. you know i I, I got into this battle arena area that's just like like don't you know it's, it's got i'm amazing. like for a while i've kind of felt like i've been ammunition has not so much of resident evil in my memory is like we talked about it with jab when we were doing the final fantasy thing. Like it's like a resource management game where you're trying to, you know, you are, you have the scarcity problem at all times. So you're, you know, you can't just dump on things. You have to be very calculated. You have to be, you have to have a plan and you can't just fucking waste things, which is, that's probably a big part of what I, what I like about it is, is, is the strategy element of it. And you're not just fucking shooting things, but I've w- I went through a, a, a you know a big part of this game like without having that like a real pressure like I mean I remember playing Resident Evil and like I have four bullets and I need to get through this area and <laughs> I don't know like, I, it's not enough bullets to get me through here I have to figure out an alternative plan that is not attack based to get through this fucking game and like I've, I've never I haven't had that happen to me yet but I, I'm entering this area like I said and it is it is very much just like Fucking get mobbed, and I yeah do not really have the ammunition to do it the way that would be ideal. Um, it's it's still not like I don't have enough bullets to do this <laughs> kind of thing. But it, it it's it's getting there. So yeah, like that that's being imposed upon me for for the first time in a while, and that and that's kind of fun. But it's hard, and yeah, I died, and like you know, it's fucking game over. And, like you're and, like you know, even it's Resident Evil, so it's fucking you know cheesy and shit. And you die, and it's just like it it. Cuts to this like "you're dead," written in blood on a wall. You know, <laughs> like "you're <laughs> dead." It says "you're dead." You know, so even even when you die, it's like it rubs it in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the fucking like that happened last night, and I was just like, oh, fuck God, "I'm not doing that again." Like I'm just turning <laughs> shit off. Like I'm not doing that right. Like I, way too frustrating and way too long and prolonged of a thing. You know, uh, so it's yeah, super fucking intense. So yeah, like I, I guess my point being, like I I play this game sometimes, and I catch myself. Battling with the thought, instead of focusing on the gameplay. Like, I'm literally thinking to myself, in, like, kind of this, like, uh, disembodied way of looking at it. Like, I can't fucking believe video games have come this far in my (laughs) life. I just cannot believe that this is a video game that I'm... Alive still to play. <laughs> I just cannot believe how far the technology has come. You know, and especially it's. It, it, I guess it's probably magnified more playing a game like Resident Evil, where you do have like this rude. I remember playing this on basic bitch ass PlayStation One. You know, yeah, like I remember exactly. how awful that experience was and how rigid even the movement was and it had all that single uh, or, or fixed camera uh, systems to it, where you couldn't oh. even. You know, there may be something on the corner you can't even see. There's no real way to shoot these, it sucks. You know, it, it was terrible. But it was just such a good story world and yeah. so progressive for the time that he's dealt with all that shit. And like this... And it was great. None of that <laughs> none, yeah, none of, none of, that, none of that shit with this at all. And it's just, it's so fucking, you know, man, I, guess I mentioned the sniper mechanics and stuff and just it's just so fucking good. And even this is like, it, it's a remake. So like, you know, like the plants are not three-dimensional plants. They are, they oh. have taken, they have taken the flat sprite and they've they've done like it's like a, a shitty Christmas decoration. They've just like they've they've duplicated the flat sprite, turned it ninety degrees, and made like a, a Oh, one of those. A, a, a uh. cross. And like so it kinda looks like a bush no matter what direction you look at it from. But if you go look at down on top of it, it's not a bush. It's just <laughs> right, it's right. just two lines, you know. So like it's not even the greatest remastering mm. visually, but it is still impressive in every possible way. And, you know, and that's not, you know, with the actual, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. There's, there's some shitty things too. Like, you know, it's got the thing where like, if an enemy runs up against a door, for one, they can't seem to open doors, which is dumb as fuck, I think. And it's great because
1: <laughs> right.
0: the fuck, the shotgun, you cannot load the shotgun. Like I don't, At least I, I I can't believe I even Googled it. It's so lazy. I mean, not to Google it, but like my shotgun holds six shells. The fucking riot shotgun I have. But I can't shoot more than one no matter what I do. I have to shoot a bullet and then take another one out of my holster on my fucking... On my belt and put it in the gun and cock it. And then shoot. So, like, I can't... Even though I can hold six six shells, I can't shoot six semi-automatically. And, like... Ugh! So frustrating. But in those door situations, I'll use that gun because I can literally just open the door, pop them, run back, let the door close... And then they just sit outside the door. You can hear them bang; like the door rattles, and they bang on the door, but they can't; they don't come through it, you know. So I can fucking reload, and then <laughs> open the door again, and fucking shoot someone in the head. It's a uh, right. But anyways, my when they run up against the door, you still sometimes get the sprite. The hand sprite, coming through, type yeah, of thing. coming through the thing, you know, or their weapon, their fucking mace or whatever. Will yeah, a couple pixels it will come through, you know. So yeah, it's not. By no means the cleanest mastery, and 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 there's a whole bunch of immersion breaks in that regard. But it's it still, it just you know maybe huh. maybe just because I've been playing all my life, like I'm willing to deal with that, and I, I don't, it doesn't bother bother me. But it's so fucking good, and so much, and so much fun, and so, like shockingly difficult <laughs> <laughs> uh, at times. So yeah, really really good. So I'm playing the shit out of that. Like I said, I think I'm getting pretty close to the end, which is part bummer, part cool. And then uh, I've been getting pretty heated back up on Demio lately because of the looming campaign release on the sixteenth. So like, I don't know, just it just inspired. I hadn't played it really for like a month, yeah. Um, and yeah, the past like two weeks or so, I've been alternating all my free time with Demio, and then I've restarted uh, watching Eastbound and Down. Have you did you, ever, did <laughs> really? you? did you ever watch that show? I
1: never watched it. Yeah. Oh no,
0: my god, dude! You, you cannot watch. I mean, I know
1: about it and everything, but you I can't watch with the it. kids. It, it, no, I don't no, know. I've no. never watched that it. dude at all in front yeah. of. The <laughs> like, just him. If he's in it, then it does. No, nope, not, not no kids. Uh, yeah, you,
0: it's probably. I don't know if there's ever been a show that is less appropriate for children to watch, but <laughs> the which is part of the hilarity because there's so much of the the narrative is him interacting with kids. The way that he is, it, you know, and it's, oh, my God. I, you know, it's from, I don't even know what you, I mean, it's, that's probably, might even be late noughts, if not early early teens. Oh, my God, dude. It is, I, I, I it's so far, I can't believe HBO still airs it. It's so <laughs> offensive in so many ways and so inappropriate and so just, I mean, like I said, if you made it in 2021, you would just get I like I, said, I can't I cannot believe HBO errors. that I really can't it's it's so fucking wrong <laughs> he's just such a dickhead and I, you know I mean I guess maybe that's like the little like the creative nuance that allows you to get away with something like that at all even back then uh is is just how oblivious and clearly. just doesn't get it you know like it, it, it's so clearly conveyed that he doesn't get it and no one else should be like him you know what i mean <laughs> like it's so yeah. well conveyed that you it, it's uh, the shit he does is somehow absolved but it is dude it is fucking hysterical i am like i am in with I, I, what 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 landed me on it is what the fuck was i i was googling something and a clip came up and it's the clip it's like from season one episode four or something he's in the fucking He's, he's going he's he's trying to go to a barbecue. So he's come back to the town that he that he grew up in, and his high school girlfriend or high school crush is a teacher at the school now, and he has come back and somehow he's like a substitute. He's being a substitute teacher for Jim or something. Is like his like shitty side job because he got kicked out of the major league baseball. He so he's come back. He's trying to be a substitute teacher, and. He sees this girl and he gets invited to the barbecue and she's dating the principal now. So he like he's, he wants to go to this barbecue and he wants to he, he wants to bring a girl that's gonna like make her jealous. So he brings this this like the town slut that he with like who's got fake breasts and she's just like you know just a dumb, obnoxious drunk, basically. And it, he's at the laundromat, which I think is where she steals her clothes from. And he's dressed up in the dickhead stuff he dresses up in, and she comes out and he's like, he's like, you can't fucking wear that. Like I need a, you know, he said, and this is the way he, his, the dial of the writing for that character is so good. He like speaks in this like elevated uh, vernacular, but still somehow so stupid and like just, (laughs) it's not like wrong. It's just like, off, And it's just, it's just, it's just such a, it's so, it's so good. Such a good character. But yeah, he's like sitting there, he's like telling, him, he's like, you fuck, can't wear that. What the fuck would am like, and she like pulls another outfit out of the fucking, out of one of the dryers and changes into it. And he looks at her and he goes, he's like, you're he's something like, you're you're like a really nice, you're a really nice girl. And I, and, and I really, I really like you. He's like, but you dress, but you, you have clothes like a dickhead. <laughs> It's like fucking it's a, such a weird but incredible line. And like I literally saw that clip, I was dying laughing at just the clip. I think they talked about it in one of the podcasts I listened to. And fucking, I was like, watch that clip, and I was like, I'm watching that show again for sure. And like I've just been hotboxing episodes ever since. I can't you have to. I mean, watch it on your phone or something, do it in your free time. Like no one I'll be surprised if Courtney would enjoy it, but it is so fucking it is. Male, it's like you have, you have to turn off any sensitivity you have uh, adopted as a father and like, <laughs> a, a, as a maturing man and just look at it from like a 25-year-old, I don't know shit about the world dude perspective and you will cry laughing. It is so fucking, <laughs> so hilarious in any event. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of that and playing Demio. And yeah, I got to, I'm now at level 34 in the meaningless, purely cosmetic leveling system, which is wow. which is 45 nice. is the max, at least right now. I, I'm kind of half-ass expecting that to change with the the new update, that be mm-hmm. part of what they release as some sort of expansion on the, the leveling, because that is like uh, the elder statesman that I play with uh, on occasion, or anytime I play with someone who's at 45, and they clearly know what they're doing and been playing the shit out of it forever. Like, that's one of their major gripes is, like, they you can't do it. Like, you, there's no benefit to playing beyond, obviously, the experience of it so i yeah. imagine that's something they want to change from a developer perspective to incentivize you just want to go further you know
1: which makes but it, sense it's,
0: yeah sure it's it's totally cosmetic though and that also kind of sucks um although i don't know how there's no way to have any permanent permanence to the care like to character development and not have it drastically affect the balance of the game yeah so. it
1: has to right because you if you give some kind of benefit for being higher level, then you're like, oh, if I only want to play with forty fives, you know, exactly forty five right. and above type of thing. Yeah,
0: and it is too. Like, yeah, the game last night, dude. I was playing with another forty five, uh, this girl that fucking clearly knew her shit, and uh, me at thirty four. And then there was like a level one and a level three or something like that that popped mm-hmm. in the game. They were out. They were off the Discord too, which was kind of surprising. Usually, that's kind of why I put like I, I do a, when I want to play a game. I don't even. Bother to try to find people in advance for the most part anymore. I'll just because I play with the assassin and you can play alone with that just fine. You know, um, it, not just fine, but it's possible at least. Yeah. And so I'll just start a game, post the room number in the in the Discord, and usually experienced players will was populated because there's always people in there looking for games. So um, I was surprised that two newbies came off that. But yeah, so the whole experience is like me and her. Talking them through, I mean, like basic shit. I'm like telling them that they can tilt the board by hitting the stick, and like yeah, you know, they don't know. Okay. They don't know super, <laughs> super simple things, you know. Uh, but like, that's one of the things, you know. I, I was playing. I played fucking walkabout yesterday, and I played with some dude on the new Babylon course that fucking was just like knew everything, and like you know, just the the shit, the, the the. I'm sure I've said it before, like but like the knowledge sharing in that community and just that platform it, to me is just so cool. The way. I don't know. It's like everything. Like there's so little out there because it's relatively small as a gaming environment community. Like there's just there's so I, I've talked about with the Shadowgate thing how I couldn't find anything on it. You know, it's just so cool how like everything about that is like this interpersonal exchange of ideas, and it's just it's just a really cool uh, way of gaming. I think it's just really really interesting to me. And different than anything I've ever experienced. So yeah, so fucking Demio was all about that last night. Was all about just like taking these two noobs, and we, you know, we didn't even finish. We fucking died on the second board. Just they didn't uh, that last update they did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Rat King is a mo- like that. It's a motherfucker now. It's they did something that made it harder. It's ridiculous. We, they we made it harder. Fought, it's way fucking harder, dude. Like I've I've had multiple like what the fuck is this shit moments playing <laughs> playing the Rat King board since they did that last update. Uh, yeah, we like, dude, they were like. On that level last night, I think five. Five Gorgons. Which, if you play fucking Damio, you know, five Gorgons in one level is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> 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 fucking Gorgons are pricks. They are fucking very difficult enemies. And to have five of them in one, like that that's I had never seen that before. Um, maybe three was the most I'd ever seen in, in one of those levels. So, yeah, last night, the last two killed us. So, we didn't finish, you know. So, like, even though we didn't succeed, you'd think that'd be, like, fucking noobs. But, like... It was, I mean, the newbies are like, this is the most fun we've had playing the game by far. Like, do you guys want to play tomorrow night? <laughs> you know, it's just, a, it's just, yeah, it's a really, really cool um, fucking game, way of gaming. Yeah, the yes. fucking, with the, so I got, uh, I got, uh, I think it was level 30, 31 or something like that, 31 and 32, maybe, were the last, I think they're the last. Assassin, the new Assassin outfits. And then there's also an Assassin die. So as much as cosmetic shit, whatever, it was cool. I was surprised and cool to find that there are class-specific dyes you can get. That's really cool. Oh, you know? okay. So, yeah. Of, of course, the Assassin die is red, and it, it's fucking cool. So I got the Assassin die, and then I think what was last Assassin outfit. But um, it's actually – it's not as cool. The second one has, like, this – I'm sure you've seen when we played. I, I'm, I think I was wearing it. I'm sure you've seen it. But, like, the second – level assassin costume has like this it's called the carnival one and it has like this protruding kind of like beak like mm-hmm. mask to it that is very distinct and the, the 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 third the the new one it looks pretty much the same as the the first the the, the first one you have as the assassin so i just like that it's so differentiated so i stuck, stuck with the second one but the it, uh, it reminds me the best thing i can equate it to the mask is it's one of the disguises the maitlands use to scare the Dietzes and Beetlejuice.
1: Oh, like the, yeah, yeah. The thing when he, <laughs> yeah. he pulls a
0: snout out, it looks just like what that to me is, is what I think. <laughs> I can see said. that. Yeah. So, yeah, playing the shit out of that, and, and just uh, cannot wait till the new thing drops on the 16th. And then I listened to the the latest Rough Talk VR pod uh, I listened to last night. It has a game in the App Lab they covered, which do you even know what the App Lab is? Have we talked mm-hmm. about that before? The App Lab is like – it's kind of like – it. A lot of the sh- I have never even looked at it, to be honest with you. I think maybe I looked at it once, but I haven't. I haven't bought anything from there. A lot of it, to my understanding, is like a lot of beta stuff. You know, it's like smaller developers. It's basically it's it's the place people can sell things on the platform without getting into the vetted store, the main store. You know, the main oh. Oculus store. So okay, it's, that makes sense. It's cool. You know, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's cool. They let you that they have that available. Um, you know, like iTunes doesn't have like a secondary thing secondary that they, yeah yeah you know, like they don't they're just like either you either you meet our standards and we say yes or fuck off kind of thing so it's cool that that's possible and, and available to developers but yeah uh, my understanding is a lot of it's you know underdeveloped stuff beta testing yada 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 like not necessarily the most polished good games but this right. one they they you know fire it up and like a lot of those app lab ones like i'll you know Sometimes I'm hard to even click on them because I'm like, I know it's going to be some bullshit that I'm not necessarily interested in. <laughs> but it was like like RPG, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen, <laughs> you know. And sure enough, it's a, so it's an RPG, and it's uh, so it's called uh, Arcaxer, R C A X E R, and it's, so it's a turn-based RPG that looks kind of Diablo-ish, like kind of that third person above kind of deal, also kind of Demio-ish, maybe a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But then it shifts to a first person for battles, so. In the battles, it also introduces some fr- some real time elements like dodging and striking elements uh, mm-hmm. that are still turn based. So it's not too g- 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 kind of thing, you know. Uh, but it is does require some movement, you know, and some use of the obviously the things that make VR cool. So it sounds like they talked it up pretty fucking highly. It's twenty four ninety nine, which is pricey for a, like the. For App- something in the lab, yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the App Lab, the games are usually, But they said it's like, they don't, like, the, like their whole, like, the, the biggest shtick that they had in it was, they're like, we don't understand why it's in the App Lab. Like, it's a fully, po- they finished, they played the whole game. Mm. They're like, fully polished, like, there's no, like, there doesn't make any sense to us why it's here and not in the main store, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, um, they seem, they, they talked about it pretty goddamn good. So, I think, because, you know, they're, they're, I don't have a game, really, RPG-wise, like long-term fucking play to do after Resident Evil, so I think I think that's gonna be my next move. So I'll let you know. Uh, it's very like there are spells and shit too. I guess you can like you learn how you know, like you have to like fucking cast spells. You know, so it looks it looks pretty fucking cool. It looks like a really well done game. So pretty excited nice. about that. So that's next up. Let's uh, let's see if we can talk about Zoom as long as we talked about this shit. <laughs>
1: the main background zero music from zoom bringing us in synopsis mr. smart is speeding through space
0: he's heading for a curious battle against wiggly space phantoms the phantoms have set up magic force fields around earth when mr. smart gets to each field he must skate around it capturing squares while outrunning the phantoms surprise surprise each field has goodies that mr. smart can grab to outwit the phantoms but he's got to hurry it's a battle of wits and time dodges and jumps the phantoms are so cute that Mr. Smart might forget how dangerous they are and wind up tumbling into a black hole. There are nine sentences, complete sentences, in that synopsis, Jay. All but two of them are punctuated with an exclamation point. <laughs> which is very in line yeah. with the game title, of course, Right. but thought it worth pointing out. <laughs> 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 Everything's extreme. It's the 90s, or almost the 90s. Let's go. Everything's <laughs> rad and exciting. Yeah. Well, it, it technically, it released in January of
1: 1990, so it actually technically is the 90s. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but tell us what game, kind of
1: game this is first, Jay. This is a puzzler, a very unique puzzler, but, yeah, this is if, if you're looking for a puzzle type of game, this is it. For sure. Very similar to a Dig Dug type of yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: arcade-derived... Arcade um. Yeah, puzzler deal. So it yeah it was released in 1990 by Sega of America after being developed by Discover Software International, which didn't really have much uh, worth talking about otherwise. And if you even count this worth talking about, <laughs> I think like I, I've said I've said before. I you know I found this game. I'd never heard of it having a Genesis growing up. Like this is a game I'd never seen, heard of, nothing. So when when I found it in whatever the fuck, probably Game Pro. It was, I was, like, blown away by how, I mean, I ordered it immediately, like, you know, <laughs> and we're doing a game episode now on it, so yeah, it's, it's it's one of the things I just, I don't know, it just came out of fucking nowhere, and it's, it made, like, it's the reason I'm doing the podcast, is finding shit like this, you know, so. Very fun. So, yeah, it was released in January, simultaneous with the Japanese release, which that is interesting too, usually. Oh, usually rare back then. Yeah, with Sega, it's not always, it's. It's not always before, but it's never. It's rarely the same, you know. Mm. Uh, with Nintendo, it's almost always in Japan first. So, uh, in any event, same time. So, January 1990 happenings. On the seventh of January in 1990, the Tower of Pisa was closed to the public because it was determined to be leaning too far. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I I just thought that was
1: funny. I me. Mean, <laughs> have you ever been to the Tower of Pisa? I, I have never. I've never, yeah, been, never to been to Europe either. <laughs> Need to make that trip though, for sure. I hear good things.
0: Phil Collins' "Another Day in Paradise" was the number one uh, joint on the Billboard Top 100 on January 1st, anyways. And then Tom Cruise' vehicle "Born on the Fourth of July" was tops at the box office at the time. Which Miyagi, fuck off with that. The uh, I've never seen that either. I don't. I don't believe. Or maybe a, it, it was probably on in a room I was
1: in as a child. I don't but. think I've ever even heard of that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, does not compute. Nope. Yeah, got no recollection. It was. It was a, definitely
0: a, a big deal at the time. I meaning think Tom Cruise was at the time.
1: So the artwork,
0: the cover art, is an illustrated deal featuring the aforementioned Mister Smart character, a rather human-like face that occupies his entire egg-shaped orange body got large ears that i'm not sure what to equate the shape uh, rather equate the shape to like I, I don't know maybe like a fox or like I don't, i'm not you know, i don't know what those ears are supposed to be dude Miyagi! It's like... <laughs> fucker just came in from outside cooing Is this cooing deal sorry what were you saying <laughs> no
1: it it looks just like an egg to me with like yeah kind of like some some animal ears. I don't know, yeah. you know,
0: off the top. That's what I mean though. What kind of animal though? Like, I'm not sure. Like I don't know animal ears well enough to, <laughs> I know. Well, it's weird to me that like, I identify them as animal ears and I've never thought about trying to identify disembodied animal ears before <laughs> <So that's> like <laughs> the idea that once i did, made that determination i was like and the fact that i couldn't place what they were i was like i don't know it just it was like a was like a broken mental loop
1: it was like what, what do you mean <laughs> it's just yeah, so, very odd looking just all together like clearly with video games especially during this time things did not need to make sense at all mario's a plumber jumping on mushrooms like what, what are we talking about but this when i look at this this cover art, I just—I don't even know what to make sense of it, man. I, I'm—I don't even know what they were thinking coming up with this stuff. Like, we're—it <laughs> just doesn't even seem logical in any kind of structure. Yeah, agreed. So he's also
0: got a tail, and he's got green legs and arms with gloves and loafers on. So, right. <laughs> again, just like a little, like just a wee bit of anthropomorphism going on. So he's running around on one of the boards that we'll um, eventually get into here and talk about. And it looks, it looks a little bit like a, the way it, it's portrayed here. It looks a little bit like a disco dance floor. With, it's got a couple enemies behind him. And it's, the per, it's a purple hand, which they're not purple in the game, but it's a, one of the purple hand enemies. And then the scrub brush enemy. And, and then a clock pickup item nearby. And it says Zoom down at the bottom where the titles always go on these black thatch case designs that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And the back has the title up top. It's got three, three screenshots of game board screens. Two of them are from the same stage, which is pretty fucking lazy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a lot of original copy back here, though, and that's not lazy. The Worth reading from there. Did you ever get punched by a banana, tussle with a mushroom, tumble into a black hole? You will now. Zoom into space and race around the play grids, outrunning the funny critters who pop up in the strangest places. Nab Goodles to win. And then they list off some pickups. So I'm guessing that this is a typo, and they meant goodies here. Goodies, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Goodles. (laughs) (laughs) And then they point out there are 36 levels, and that's a lot of fucking zoom that I did not know this game went as far as until um, this playthrough. So. The manual, uh, which will be in the show notes as it always is, has 14 pages, including the covers. It's got black and white innards and a color cover. I have a CIB copy of this, so I took it out to my car and sat in the back seat to peruse it for the for the notes, <laughs> 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 just like the good old days. So you're so starting up in synopsis are on the first couple pages, then one on very simple controls before they explain the play modes on page four, and this you. you yeah, obviously uh, didn't have a full grasp of these when we were firing up the two player that we did so as uh, we're talking about this so there's a one player mode and then there's two types of two player mode there's alternating turns each on the same sequence of levels and you can either do either a controller pass or alternating like controller one and controller two which it's cool that it gives you that option for you know i mean you only got one genesis controller when you bought a genesis back in the day so like that's You know, it seems like a dumb (laughs) insignificant thing now, but back then that was like a a kid getting this on Christmas and this game or a Genesis and this on, or two kids rather getting it uh, on fucking Christmas and only having the one controller. That that was probably super clutch because it's a it's a real bear. Genesis isn't as bad as the Nintendo is with it, but if you try to take your controller and unplug it and plug it into the other port, you will probably lock up your system. (laughs) It'll probably freeze up. So being able to not have to do that is, is a nice little touch so it also so yeah it has that option and then a competition mode where both players are on the same boards at the same time competing for the the same squares or not like we said it's i guess it's more of a co-op than competing really so that maybe competition is the wrong terminology uh you are competing with scores but it is yeah it's definitely
1: more they should have renamed that i feel like instead of calling a competition because i i told you on the two player this is what i thought it should be and that's exactly what it was but i i still don't think of it as competition you know Right. Agreed. Race to Win is a headline for a section after that
0: explaining how this shit kind of works. And it says, You are Mr. Smart, and it's up to you to take the force field away from the Phantoms. Press your D button to start running up, down, left, or right. The lines you skate over will start flashing. When you skate around all four sides of a square, the square starts flashing too. When you get all the squares to flash on a board, you've won the field. So, that's... um." probably sounds more complicated than it is. (laughs) When you you start playing, it'll very quickly become intuitively or intuitively reveal itself, what you gotta do. Page five covers timer mechanics, and the timer starts counting down when the action starts on a level. And if you win the field before the timer hits zero, the remaining time is added to your score. And I think it's 10 points per click. And if, if the timer hits triple zero, before that, before you get all the squares, the phantoms start ganging up on you, and uh, it writes. You start sweating, and I thought this was just be like, you know, I thought they were saying that it's just like kind of like a joke, like it's gonna get harder. But your sprite in the game actually gets stressed out, looking. He like his eyes get weird, and like yeah, he's got like perspiration coming off of him, you know. So it it they. They're serious. They're being literal there, <laughs> which, which is pretty fun. See, so, and it also it doesn't say it here, but yeah, the phantoms start getting up on you. They new ones will appear on some boards too. You know, when when this happens. So not only do the enemies get, I think, a little more frantic and a little faster, probably, but new ones will appear at this time. So you are highly incentivized to try to finish these things in the time allotted within the timer. You know, so
1: wait, how often did you experience that? I never saw. I never got to that point where we you, never, hit zero you never, you never, you finished the
0: game and you never outran a timer. Never. I think you just didn't notice, Jay. There's no way.
1: There's no way. I'm telling you, dude. I because at first when I was okay, so in our notes, I'm looking at high scores. I was at first just writing down like how much time was left each time I would complete a level, and I was like, this can't be what he was talking about. Like, and I just kind of stopped doing that, but I I always finished it before. Mainly because a lot of times I would just run across a freaking a feather, feather. sure. You know what I mean? And just like I... blow up early. And I'm, and that's when I, I, honestly, that's when I wrote down because I was thrown off looking at the notes. Thinking initially, like I said, when you get that feather, it eliminates all the enemies. Now I can finish working on the board. But it would just cut the board off. And I'd be like, oh, I'm done already. That happened mm. so many times, man. So many times.
0: That's crazy me. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> but I wasn't there for your play, maybe. seems crazy to me. In any event, lives and how you cop extras are covered on the top of page six. So you start with fourth, beginning of the game. You get extras at scores of 1,000, 3,000, and 5,000 points. And you also gain an extra when, and this is in quotations from the manual, a certain number of squares flash in sequence. And I have no idea what this means. So (laughs) I tried looking around for an explanation, but didn't have any luck. So I don't know if you are a zoom enthusiast out there and you have any fucking idea what they're talking about i would love to know (laughs) what it means by all means hit us up on the socials or email us there is a page and a half of breakdowns that follow that so we have phantoms first and enemies basically we have rowdy fingers and these the copy is your arch enemy they chase you endlessly and these are the green hand sprites that are on pretty much every board and the there's spilers These roam around the grid, erasing your lines. And these are the scrub brush looking things. And they're probably the biggest pain in the asses as they obviously negate negate your progress. So like once, you know, if you finish a square, it will, like they can't erase that. But if you do part of the lines around one, they can go over it and, and remove that. So yeah, huge pain in the ass with those things and then there are cues and those run diagonal shortcuts to ambush you so yeah these are the the bubble grouping like they look like just a glob <laughs> a bunch of globules packed together and yeah they can change the axis that, like they go they normally just like go back and forth on an axis but they can change and actually go back the other direction, too. So, like, uh-huh. yeah, you they're, they're basically totally unpredictable, I guess is a simple, simple way to put it. So, you know, most of the other enemies move in, like, a little bit more of a deliberate fashion that you can kind of calculate. The spylers the do go back and forth, but it's, like, a, again, like, a little bit predictable. Like, these yeah. fucking things can do anything. I
1: always got nervous trying to jump over one. Every time I jumped over one, I was like, okay, don't move <laughs> and, like, you know, don't move and have me yeah. land on you. Yep. <laughs>
0: And there are Spine Spines, and these warp from place to place for surprise attacks. And they look like the viruses, or rather they look like viruses beneath a microscope is what I would say Mm -hmm. uh, is up with those. And then there, lastly, are Charms, and these slow you down so other phantoms can attack you. They have the jellyfish vibe going on with them. And, yeah, I didn't, I mean, it should have um, been clear to me that that's what these did. And that they weren't lethal because it says it slows you down. So they obviously have to hit you in order to do that. But, yeah, I mean, I I was well into the game and had played it God knows how many times before. Before I accidentally ran into one of these and realized that they did not kill you. They just slow you down. Which is also a shit. I mean, slowing down sucks. Yeah. Big time. Um, And luckily there's a, a pickup that can negate it and get you back to normal. but.
1: Bottom line, just avoid. Yeah, I mean, yeah <laughs> just obviously
0: avoid. you want to avoid them, but just I, I don't. Know, I was like I ran into one, and I was like, you know, and it's not like the most your your speed change is not the most discernible thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when I ran into one, I was like the first time I was like, what the fuck? Like I, I had a min- a moment or two of just like what just happened exactly. <laughs> uh, so breaking down the goodies, not goodles. There is the banana, and this slows down the phantoms for a short time, and plays a a pretty cool little individual tune. (music) Hourglass temporarily freezes the phantoms. And then there's the sun, and this makes you indestructible for a short time. And I thought these were sunflowers, not suns. Actually, now that I think about it, they're they definitely like...
1: sunflowers in the game, man, for sure. Like here, it just kind of looks like a sun. Okay. You know? But in the game, it definitely. So yeah. So there's like a little bit of yeah. green to it, right? Okay, oh, for right. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not... <laughs> You're not crazy.
0: Yeah, I thought I was fucking <laughs> connecting dots that weren't there. There is the mushrooms, and these so these speed you up and give you bonus points, or will nullify being slowed down. By a charm. So that's how you kind of fix things if you get slowed down. And then there are wings. And this s- it says they bonk out all the platforms, is how this is described. Or, oh, sorry, bonks out all the phantoms, not platforms. Uh, so, yeah, it kills everything on the screen. So, one, it's just fun that it says bonks, but two, yeah, that doesn't necessarily explain what the hell happens.
1: Right? I mean, it, sa- it says so you have the whole force field to yourself. So that's right. what i think. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I can go. But really, that's just like... The supernova move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, the smart bomb, if you're playing <laughs> Gunsmoke. The, there, there's red candies that are worth 50 bonus points, blue candies that are worth 100, and then lastly there are the stars, and it says the star is a secret goodie. Grab it and gain one of the other goodies as a surprise. So, yes, yeah, so you get these. You don't know what they are. And, you know, they can obviously be the really good things. They can even be the feathers, which is uh, oh. an incredible come up when you pick one of those and it's the feather. Because, it's you know, it's obviously probably more often than anything else, just the dumbass bonus points. But, yeah, when it, when you chance on one of those being a feather, it's like, yeah! Dude, <laughs> I,
1: I will say throughout my playthrough, I got many a sunflower out of those. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. like it. it was nice. Yeah. A bunch of pretty no-shit
0: Sherlock winning hints occupy page nine. But at the bottom, they have something I've never seen before that I wanted to read. So it says, zoom is a challenging game, but it's hard to maneuver precisely at first, which (laughs) like the butt suggests that it should be a contradiction, but it's not like those are, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so that's, that's one thing. But moving on, it says, here's some advice from three experienced Sega game counselors in zoom. You'll find that the more you play, the easier the moves become. Frustrating turns will soon seem like a breeze. So have patience and build up your skills by practicing. Now put Zoom into action and also remember, or always remember rather, Zoom's middle name is Patience. And it's signed, Judy, Kristen, and Heidi. Which is, I don't know. I've never seen this in a fucking video game manual before. Like a letter. I don't know, it's just weird. From <laughs> yeah, it's like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pretty fun. And then the there's a full page of the Sega Scorebook grids, two pages of league Lee's, and it's time to play Zoom. Do you have any notable history, Jay? I
1: will say, <laughs> it. I mean, it's it's notable, but it, I'm a little surprised to share this. But the game actually <laughs> released with poor reviews, man, poor reception um, when it came out. EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, one of my childhood favorite gaming magazines. That we've talked about uh, maybe covering in the future. Actually gave it a 3 out of 10, with review stating that it looked like a 16-bit title with Atari 2600-level gameplay. And that is pretty harsh.
0: That is super harsh, yeah.
1: Super harsh. So, yeah, I mean, not not good when it came out, but I will say, oddly enough, when I was probably on, I don't know, maybe stage 4 6 or something, you know, very deep into it, I did start kind of feeling a little bit like... Okay, I could see how, after having played through several levels of this, like, this would feel like a step down than playing some other 16-bit level game you're expecting, you know, like a, I don't know, some of the, one of the other games that we've played, like a Shinobi or a, I don't know golden axe or something like that you know what i mean with true 16-bit like great graphics like a story like with a character whereas this was kind of like a puzzler so i could i could kind of see where they're coming from i don't know if i'd give it three out of ten though that's that's, actually
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, harsh. that's like harsh. from a kid
1: standpoint maybe if you're like hey i want the new hot thing and then you got this maybe you'd be disappointed but it's not a bad game come on
0: no nowhere near that but yeah when i was i mentioned i was trying to find the answer to that certain number of squares flash in a sequence. When I was trying to look up the answer for that, I was just poking around reading shit and, like, looking at articles and stuff. And I, I found a few things that, like, yeah, really shit on it. And I was like, man, like, that uh, that's crazy. You know? like, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, especially looking at it from, like, that time period. Like, early Genesis, like, h- you know, how could you say it clearly looks nothing like Atari anything. Like, it looks fucking incredible right. uh, compared to anything on the NES even, you know? So... Well, I,
1: I, I guess I could see counterpoint to that as I'm thinking about it. Like, if I'm on the NES at that point and I have my Super Mario 3 and that's, like, an amazing, beautiful, colored, like, story game like this. And I'm, like, already hearing, you know, because me, I Yeah, but what I the fuck, am. man? How do
2: you compare but no, this to a platform? But no, no, no. <laughs> but no
1: hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Because I'm comparing all the platforms, right? At this point, I have an NES. Or I hope they have an NES. My friends have NES. I played Mario Three. I love it. I hear and I'm seeing stories about Super Mario Brothers Four coming out. You know, to the Super Famicom and what that's going to be, and that's going to be 16-bit. Oh look, Sega Genesis are is already 16-bit. What kind of next-gen stuff they have? And then you get if you were to get this as kind of like your game, it's kind of all right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun game, be. but it's, it's not it's a like puzzle,
0: though. It's it's not supposed to be. Fuck it, you yeah, know it's not supposed. All to I'm blur. saying is I could see
1: their point. I'm not saying I could fully agree. I'm just saying if I'm a kid at the time, like in my mind back 1990, I could see that. I can see that's, that. I think it's a
0: horrendous context from which to judge <laughs> this game. I think it's a fucking horrendous context from which to judge this game.
1: Hey, it, the I mean, game was released into the environment to these people. Like you know, that's uh, true feelings, man.
0: Uh, I think for a puzzler for the time, it looks and plays fantastic. True. In any
1: event. Uh, There's no
0: economic (laughs) analysis for this, of course, so let's start talking about the fucking playthrough. (laughs) That is the sun theme, bringing us into the playthrough of Zoom on the Sega Genesis, and the title screen is first up, as we do, and it gives you the blue Sega logo at Fire Up, as to be expected, and then it cuts to Mr. Smart landing on a stage with some searchlights hunting for him, and this is like a very high-res, high 16-bit res, high 16 bit res in quotations, <laughs> situation. <laughs> so, yeah, there's searchlights searching for him. One lands on him before the title treatment up top falls down into his head, and it flattens him, and then his ears pop up out of the flattened version of him and he kind of strafes off quickly to stage left as one of the ears waves goodbye to the <laughs> to the player. So it kind of sets up like this fun funny tone of the game pretty nicely I think and it looks pretty good as far as 16-bit cutscenes go. And then the title screen crops up and you pick your game mode with a, a little Mr. Smart icon cursor, which I always appreciate when they when they bother to do. And we cut to him racing through space as the stage Diddy fires up. As he flies, stage one is kind of, it's like hit by him as he's flying through space, and it spins into place uh, as the screen settles on a view of planet Earth from maybe what I would say is like the next planet over in the solar system distance, maybe mm-hmm. Mars or, or or Venus, or is it Mercury? Yeah. Venus is the other direction, right? Mercury is the, the one closest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so So these interstitials do not change for any of the later stage changes, which I was kind of... Maybe a little sad inside that they didn't like have some variants to the like a different system. planet type of thing yeah. he was going yeah. to. Yeah, that'd be well, cool. I mean, the story is, is is that he's saving Earth. So it like I at first was like I didn't even necessarily call it Earth at first, even though I would read the synopsis. I went back and checked. And I was like, oh, so it's he's saving Earth here. So it should always be Earth, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's
1: some some sort of difference would have been nice,
0: you know. Of course, but whatever.
1: But but here. This, I would say, is also another example of uh, supporting the Atari argument because I've seen this similar kind of like graphic lead, even though I like it. Like, I like Mr. Smart zooming in, like, in the planet. I feel like I've seen that lead in on many other Atari 7800 games. So, from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Plan, even though I like but it. But does it look shitty like Atari
0: 7800 shitty, or does it look like Sega Genesis? No,
1: it doesn't look <laughs> shitty. No, it doesn't look shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, to me, like the, the idea, like I said, the the reason I only wrote this bummy me out a little bit is because I immediately thought back to you know just because it's the only other game like this we've done a game app on Dig Dug Two. Same thing. Yeah. Like the, interst- like the one of the gripes was the interstitials being just kind of basic, and mm-hmm. I mean there's a little bit more variance to them, I guess, but you know they were essentially yeah. just reskinned Pac Man interstitials, you know, so that wasn't great either. But and and it also recycled them later on, which was like I said that was the reason I stopped playing. I was like, oh here. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the Zoom music cue follows that. As the play grid comes flying at our POV in perspective fashion, turning end over end before coming to rest and the way we'll play through it. And a mildly annoying thing about this is you cannot skip it with the button depression. And yes. it's kind of like a it's a it's, it's like a bit of a slow animation, you know. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to be able to blow through it after you've watched it a few dozen fucking times so you know whatever though the main BGM Zero theme that we heard earlier fires up and Mr. Smart appears on the board in a Tasmanian Devilish tornado spin and we are playing Zoom so let's talk controls and HUD and this is super basic (laughs) so it's A and C both jump B fires your rubber ball projectiles out of your sprite's ass end and the D-pad moves and that's fucking it as far as controls go the uh, as far as HUD goes, we have a uh, the score, remaining live, stage number are up top for both or one player, and that's your whole HUD. So it's just yeah, it's a, a not a complex video game by any length.
1: Yep, agreed. But my so, question is though, how often did you use the 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 B button move, the shoot behind not, you?
0: Yeah, not. And I, I was mentioning in our in our two player thing, like yeah, not at all, and like on occasion, you know, especially like maybe one of the things you could gripe about this is it's like 36 of these levels is a lot so you you know you just have like moments of repetition We're like just like trying to add this spontaneous variation something different uh, in the way you're playing. You're like, you know, like, oh, it can fucking the ass shooting thing. Like maybe if I yeah. try to work that into my strategy, it'll make this easier, more fun, whatever. And, you know, shooting stuff is fun, of course. That's why there's a whole, a whole genre dedicated to it. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So I would like occasionally think to myself like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. And it's, you know, part in part because it's, it comes out of your ass end. So it's just kind of like a, you know, it's just a very non... it's not a clean way to defend enemies or fend enemies off. You know what I mean? You have to like, you need to get to where they're going or where they're going to be behind you and then start running away from them to do it. And then like, if you can like, if you can do all that run around,
1: do you really even need to do it at all? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. So it, because it so shoots it, behind you as well, if it shot in front of you, it'd be a different kind of completely usefulness, yeah. you know, but going behind you, it's like, I'm, Looking ahead, focusing on where I'm trying to go. Right. This is maybe useful if like people are gaining on me or something, right. but like in practice, otherwise I don't really need to yeah. use it too often. And Plus, you it's know, just confusing honestly, to hit the jump button. Like if you forget, <laughs> you what you want. To do that? Yeah, it was amazing oh. to me that there's only two buttons. And when I would think to do
0: this and try to implement it. I would often immediately thereafter find myself confused and die. <laughs> yeah, is why crazy? is that? Which is crazy that it's because because it, you know you just spend the, so much of this game just hitting this. It's like Sonic, just just hitting the same button. You don't need to think about buttons. You're just in the zone, you know. And it is you know it is a fast paced, harried game at times. So it's not like you're just casually fucking lollygagging through these levels. You know, it it is it does get stressful. Uh, so yeah, it it, it was amazing <laughs> to me how. I could get with the buttons considering it it is seemingly such a basic thing, but it would have the effect. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I I get where they're coming from. Like this is a game where, you know, you're not, it's not, it's like Subnautica to a degree in that it's not, you're not intent. The game is not designed for you to battle these things. You are trying to, you do not have an offensive component to you. You are trying to survive and accomplish something in an environment that's populated by things that are trying to, to hurt you, you know, so like or, or can be trying to hurt you. So, you know, I get the idea of like not turning into a shooter because then that ins- if you give that capability to a person, you're incentivizing them to turn it into a shooter. And it's not a shooter. Right. You don't want. Exactly. That's yeah, not don't what want they wanted at all. <laughs> right. So. I get the idea of like giving you that as a tool. And if you think about it, if, if you were able, the problem is, I, honestly, if you played it enough, trying to use it and implement it, you would probably, it probably would become a very helpful thing. If you could think to do it when you need it, truly, when, when you know, especially because your, your character loses speed, like that's one of the mechanics in the game. So when you get slowed down, like that's like, that's the one time I think the one time I might have used it. Like, when I really needed it and thought of it and and implemented it properly and then did not die immediately thereafter, like, was a situation like that where I was slowed down later in the game and there was enough shit going on where I, like, I needed a solution and I was like, oh, B! And I hit it and it worked and it helped, you know? So, like, it can be helpful if you can use it and implement it the right way. It's just, yeah, so much of the game doesn't need it that it's hard to get yourself into that gear when the actual situation arises to to, to do so. So,
1: yeah. and yeah, I weird. tried and I tried to get into it once and started using it and I was like, okay, and then I ran out of them. And then I couldn't rely on yeah. it. And then I was just annoyed and I was like, well, yeah. forget it. I don't want to have to worry about inventory yeah, management.
0: Like and, <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of a shit like I guess that's worth worth mentioning about the HUD. So, the the little thing next to your Mr. Smart Head, next to your lives, so the thing two clicks over from your life count, your life count is your Rubber, the rubber balls is what it calls them in the manual. Mm-hmm. The it's like that's your inventory of them left. That's your count, but it's not a number. It's just a visual, and like the way it describes your depletion of them is like that little icon just gets smaller than eventually disappears. So it's like I have no idea how many. I mean, I guess if, I'm sure if you took the time to count them, you could figure it out, and it's probably a dependable number. But yeah, you don't even know. It's not even a certain number. So it's like that also kind of d de- incentivizes because you just don't, you don't know the economy with which you're working in, you know? So like you're, you're going to be over inclined to preserve them (laughs) because you don't even fucking know how many you have, you know? So (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's, it's a little bit of a, it just falls a little short as a mechanic. Like I said, I get the idea. It's a cool notion. And if you really fucking leaned on it and tried to use it, it probably would become a useful asset. But as a, as a person is jumping in and playing it, I I don't know how much it it, it worked, you know? What are you going to (laughs) do? So, yeah, you fuck, we, it's the, you know, for how are we going to do these? We're not just doing obviously a level by level situation. That'd be boring as fuck. We'll talk about a couple of levels after this, but just kind of opening our, our conversation on the game. uh, I've titled it game flow and opening ideas. So these are just kind of general things that I'll lead us into. And Jay jump in when you have shit to to (laughs) fucking add commentary to it. So, I read the exact description from the manual already, but the way the game works is you skate around on the grid, you're trying to cover cover all four sides of each square to light it up and claim what is yours. So, or claim it as yours, rather. So, when you complete a line that awards you the squares on both sides of it, and this is maybe my favorite part of the game. <laughs> so, if you if you do a line that gives you that basically all three other lines on both squares were already done, and you get the line that joins them. Mm-hmm. You are awarded with what is maybe the best voice sample in video game history. <laughs> Come on, boy! And Come on, boy! Yeah, I fucking love it. I love it so much. And I just, I, I cannot believe I've said it before when we were first talked about the game. I just can't believe that it never gets old. It should get old. It should get annoying. It never gets annoying. I can it hear really it a million should. times. We were playing the you know and the co-op thing uh, because you got two people going at once. Well, there was there were sequences. Where it was just like it was just it just repeating over and over, Come on, yeah, over on, and over and over, 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 over again. On, it never gets old. It never gets old. It's so good. And I wish I wish there was a way to find out. Need to find out who did the sample. Like I wanna, I want I want to talk to that guy and hear him say it in real life.
1: <laughs> it's very unique too. Like it's not like. It's not what I would expect if you were to say, let me grab an actor and do a voiceover sample saying, Come on, boy. You know, like (laughs) it's such a unique way of saying it that it's like, I like it. It, You get it. It's catchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Super catchy. Yeah. So much fun. It's just in it, you know, like you said, it's got personality. That's what it's got personality in that, Come on, boy. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. The. You know, we. I mentioned we were talking about the title screen. Like, you know, it's just the, this game is intended to have like this very. It's not tongue in cheek, but it's it's uh, it it is it is just like funny, fun, so like something. You know, it's it's not taking itself seriously at all, which is mm-hmm. is cool, and it's the right way to do a game like this. I think you know. So this is just a, a component of that that is so that fits so perfectly, and it also just fits in the, the 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 phrase. You know, part of the entry and the allure of it is like. Who says that? <laughs> like it's not like a. Where
1: did it come from? Why did they choose
0: that line? <laughs> you know, That's like not it's,
1: something that people are just normally saying. Like when yeah. they do something right or wrong, like you know, yeah. like you
0: uh, know, it reminds me a lot of uh, Toe Jam and Earl. You know, same system, same time, uh, okay. and that same like just very, very ninetiesy deal. But like all the shit that Toe Jam and Earl said were like things that like were catchphrases and were part of that what they were trying to embody there you know Mm -hmm. and this is just i've never heard that before the come on boys i mean i just i've never heard it used before it's such a weird line but it, it again it just works so well for this it's incredible to me so much fun so there are many boards that have unseen squares you can jump to from the main play area, and this is like oh. a, big, a big part of this game that's really cool. They so they, like they're never required as part of your necessary haul to advance to the next level. They're like they're not required squares, but when you do, you, you can skate around all four edges of them, and it draws the lines, and it'll give you bonus points when you mm-hmm. do a square. So it on top of the other things they offer you, they do they are part they they do add to your score as well. So that that's pretty cool. And power-ups will appear on these just the same as the main board area. So, and I would say honestly at times some of the boards more often they they would put them there because they are they're always over like they're, they're over a jump and enemies cannot get to them. Mm-hmm. They're not they're never on them and they cannot get to them. So, these, you know, these act as a safe haven you know as much as they offer like whatever other things they offer so they're not all or they're sometimes like the ones in the corners were pretty accessible but like sometimes they're in places that you can't even get to from all nearby lines you know so like they're not always the quickest or easiest things to get to in general cuz like mm-hmm. part of them we'll talk about the controls in a in a moment but you know like that letter from the girls in the fucking manual the, the developers in the manual mentions like the turning in this game is not the best and like yeah. part of it's kind of intentional probably because it's part of the added difficulty or at least that's how I want to justify it but yeah getting to these remote areas for the pickups that will appear on them is not always the easiest thing Uh so it's an interesting aspect of this game that they that like I said later in the game I feel like those are areas where you see even more and better pickups you know like there was one oh, level yeah. I remember I, I want to say on the sixth board where like it had corner boxes that were not the easiest to get to. And I think you could only get to them from like the top and bottom lines and not from the sides. And they would have like four sunflowers would appear on all four of them, but for really short periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know? So like you you know, that of course the sunflowers are huge, you're invincible, so you want to go get them, but that you're never gonna you just basically very rarely anyways would you be able to get anywhere near them in time. But you just instinctively are heading for them. And that's that's a way to add difficulty. It's like the the extra lives in Mega Man, you know, they put them in this fucked up place that you're going to kill yourself getting to. <laughs> yeah, you got you know, to try yeah. it though. You got to try at least. It's too helpful. Otherwise. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting way to add difficulty and, and, and pretty cool. I think,
1: dude, I did not even know about those things until I, I tried to write it down. I don't think I actually wrote down when I first realized that you could jump over there, but it definitely was not at first. It took me several stages yeah. in until I'm like, how am I supposed to get that? Like it's in space. And then I was right. like, Wait a minute! Oh yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, there's, what yeah. There's no.
0: That's the. That's a cool thing about it. You know, and there's only so many different boards. So once you've kind of done, once you've went through like the first two stages, uh, sets of six levels, you've kind of seen every board and you know where these are. But yeah, like when you're first playing the game, like there's no, there's nothing visually that tips you off, other no. than if power ups appear, obviously yeah. out there. Of course, that tips you off, but. If that doesn't happen, there's nothing. There's no way to know where they are at all. You know, you just have to, trial and error, jump off lines and see what happens, you know. So, yeah, pretty cool and well done. And I'm glad that they didn't tip it off in some way because I think that would have defeated sure. a little bit of the purpose and decreased their significance and the fun of them. So, yeah. So, that mention of turning controls being a little tricky to master by oh. the Zoom ladies, uh, hiding, whoever it was, is very accurate. It's, it's like, if, if you... It's I don't know how to say this. Like it's rather unforgiving. Like you're, if you're missing a turn, you're hoping to make, and then the fallout of blowing it is often turning down the next perpendicular line. So like mm-hmm. if you if you fuck up something, like the I don't know say the hit box. I don't know how to describe it. But like basically the amount of time you have to hit left as you're crossing the line. Like it's not the exact pixel. Like you do have some buffer on each side of the line. So if you miss this one but it's a little bit too long of a miss, you're going to fall into the hitbox for the next line, even though you're not quite at the next line. So that's really the fuck of it, because you can do that, of course, and go on to the next perpendicular line, and it'll be a fucking disaster if there's an enemy there or an enemy coming on that one, you know, that you did not intend to have to interact with (laughs) or jump over or whatever, you know. So, yeah, so that's like that's one of the really big difficulty things about the game is just getting accustomed to that, figuring it out. And, I mean, honestly... And I think that's part of why, like, I, you know, would play this on OG hardware with my six-button arcade stick thinking it's, you know, it's an arcade game. It's perfect for this. But, like, really, the control pad is better for this game because yeah. of the way the turns work. And I think that's why I did so much, got so much further, playing it this time around with my controller and not the arcade stick, you know, because it is, this, the, and I think a lot of it is, yeah, these hitboxes for the line turns, so...
1: Dude, that's so tough, man. That yeah. there the number of times that I yelled, I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> I wasn't going that direction. Yeah. So many times. But yeah. like you had you could almost even pass a line and then yeah, like you said, you you already know you missed that hitbox, so I'm just gonna hit left now and then you're gonna go there next. That's just how it works. But you can't do that unless you're in a spot where it's okay for you to hit it exactly. early and chill. Otherwise right, you gotta right. stay active.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Unforgiving. Very much so. So yeah, and 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 like it's kind of on this same spectrum here. If you want to make a jump to an unconnected perpendicular line. So, like say that board where you have the four squares, the four hidden squares in the very middle. It's like a, a, a mm-hmm. square with the the middle cut out. If you want to jump in there, you can't be traveling along perpendicular to the line you want to jump to and hit up and jump. You have to essentially kind of do like three left turns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you <can>, you got <laughs> to be going, going like,
1: straight at it in some direction. You yep. cannot be going that direction and doing, do a jump. Nope. Yep. You're going that way. You're not right. going anywhere.
0: Right. And that, you know, that, you know, if you obviously, if you know it and you have that internalized, it's not. By no means, it's not the end of the world, and I think it's not, like, a fail, a developer fail right. or anything that I want to bitch about, but it is an added difficulty component that you have to take into consideration, and, you know, no matter uh, no matter how much you internalize it, there are still times when you're really harried, where you're, like, you think to do it, and you hit it, and you just jump over, and maybe into yep. something. <laughs> so
1: many times, because, to me, honestly, this, I got straight-up Pac-Mania vibes, so... This is a game we talked about before, NES game that I loved growing up. On the NES, you know, it was a 3D Pac-Man, kind of like this, only, you know, picture this Zoom board only with pellets around it, and Pac-Man is able to jump, just like, just like Zoom is doing it, only he's going around picking up pellets, jumping, but he can jump around corners, and so I'm used to being able to do that, so I've tried that so many times. It's like I always wanted to keep trying it in this game, and I just <laughs> knew I couldn't. Anytime I would just try to look maybe this cowboy move will work. No, it's not gonna work at all. It just won't let you do that. And it drove me nuts.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Another it's a little tick thing. It it took me quite a while to get a handle on the sound cue because there's no there's no visual tip off that your invincibility is going to end from the sunflower pickup. Yes. Yeah. Why? The, the, the sound cue oh. does wind down and I eventually was able to tell a little bit. It's still mm. not the most reliable thing. And obviously, you know, it's tough to like, <laughs> you know, follow a song. It's like I said, you get fucking stressed out in this game. It gets complicated and hairy and fucking difficult. And like, yeah, like, you know, Trying to, like, you're, you know, you're fucking trying to use that some far thing and, and trying to find lines. And, like, <laughs> when, 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 you're, when you're invincible, like, the best application of that invincibility is trying to get lines that things are essentially standing on. Like, if something's yes. controlling an area. Find the scrub get, brush that's yeah, erasing your stuff. Exactly, exactly right. Get in there and get on top of them. So, that's just all the more shit you're dealing with mentally. So, like, trying to listen to the song. And, like, be able to tell that it's winding down. And, like I said, like a relatively subtle wind down. It's not, it's, no, it's by no means. It should have, like, a completely distinct different. There's five seconds left tone to it. Yep. And it's not that certain. Or flashing. Yeah, that,
1: your character start flashing or something. Give me some right, kind yeah. of indication. Yeah, I would sometimes. start freaking out in those situations. The worst would be when you're trying to go over those lines where the scrub brush guy or some of the guys are. And then. You miss the hitbox, so you're turning around where you're like, Darn it, I gotta go back and get these other two lines. And you're like stressing out, like, is it gonna run out? Is it gonna run out? out, out, Yeah,
0: Yeah, so many deaths associated with that invincibility end for sure. I lost a lot of lives doing that. (laughs) Same. On the topic of death, when you do die, and it will happen often, this is not a cakewalk game, as I've mentioned, but when you do, a. Like, a, it's like a meh sound plays, like a
2: meh
0: <laughs> plays in a, a cute little ghost outline. Sprite flies up from your now dead Mr. Smart, uh, and, and, and as another less of a bummer sound plays. And the extra life system, it, it's pretty generous, though. So, like, you do die a lot, but unless you're really shitting the bed, I think it's relatively easy to stay ahead of the curve on that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a, a pretty cool balance, I think, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not bad at all. If you play the first stage, well, just as an example, if you play the first stage well, you can get a one up from the time bonus points awarded, bumping you from the starting three burger to four. So that just kind of demonstrates the frequency with which. Like like when I first read that point system, one, you just have no idea how points are going to click. But right. the, the 1,000, 3,000, 5,000 thing, like I wasn't sure. It's like Shinobi was an instance where it it did not stack. Like you got you know you got that one and then that was that was it. So like I was mildly surprised to find that every click of those counter or every click of those of that scale it would restart and you get more. So.
1: Yeah, lives did not seem to really be an issue like I thought they would be at first, you know, actually focusing. Unlike our two-player where I just went cowboy, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. normally focus, taking your time, like, you would generally build up more lives. You know, I had like yeah. eight, nine lives at some point. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I I, I finished the game with like six. Or so. I, I did have like on my play. There was one instance where it got a little hairy. I think I got down to maybe one life at one point. And I was like, because I didn't save state at all. We'll, we'll to, oh, impressive. we'll get to our playthroughs here in a moment. But I didn't say I stayed at all. Uh, I didn't. I think later in the game I started saving, but I never had to load. Uh, but yeah, there was like a like in the last like two or three, I was like, I'm not going to play all the way through this if I if I do die here because I was expecting. Right. We'll get to that too. But like I was expecting to really ramp up at the end, and I I, don't, I wouldn't say it did necessarily. But yeah. Um, in any event, we'll get to that in a moment. If your timer runs out, a music cue drops. So you know shit just got real, and then all the enemies get a wee bit more frenzy-ish, as I mentioned earlier, and in some cases additional ones will appear. And yeah, I love the Mr. Smart getting stressed out visual too. is was very cool. <laughs> so when you do complete all squares on a board or pick up a feather, everything freezes for a moment, and then the enemies all combust in unison, which is a pretty fun animation. And any remaining time on the ticker is counted down to zero, and you get 10 points for each one of those. And finally the board turns back into the wireframe look that it flew in with, and then spins end over end, flying out at the POV to to go away. And then we, if if, it's, if you're on, so yeah, the, the the format of the the stage situation is it's like a, it even interesting to me that it's like it, it gives you the X the the number by number thing, you know, because it's like basically every six levels is a new stage, and then it mm-hmm. clicks over your your stage number clicks over too. But so it's essentially if it's a if it's a Number if the level divisible by six, the number six, you get a new st- stage change interstitial. Like I said, they're the same thing, but so it's kind of dumb that you even have those, I guess, but <laughs> because you can at least skip through them. Uh, to, uh, to to the game's credit, but a-, a fun thing they do do, like we're bitching about the visual dynamic of the stage, the interstitial being the same, they do change the background in each stage, so it changes to a completely different background. And it's like these are – they're like these uh, – they really, to me, I just cannot believe how much they make me think of – because the Genesis is on a 256-color system, you know, and that's that's the GIF, the old-school GIF uh, color uh, table, so our color allotment. So when like – these – like they're nature scenes, like these really beautiful, serene nature scenes, you know, but they, they have that look to them of this really – old school like of it's, it's like the exact same time like 1992 gif images and I, like they made me think of so i used to go to it when aol first became a thing dude and like i couldn't it wouldn't even run aol wouldn't even run on the computer i had i had like the i'm sure i've talked about it before this ibm ps2 and it was like two megabytes of ram i think it was like a 30 megahertz fucking process like just couldn't even run fucking aol it was so old even for the time so my AOL experiences were all other places, other people's houses, right? So, like, I remember there was one, like, a, a family friend that we would go over and, who the fuck knows, drinking or whatever my parents were doing. And, like, I would just play on their computer. His buddy Al, I think it was. And I would just play on their computer and they had America Online. So I'd go on America Online and just just consume every bit of Buffalo Bill's Information. <laughs> this, this is like nineteen ninety six, dude. Every I'll bit calculate. of Buffalo Bills information I could get my fucking hands on on America Online's shitty little sports offering, you know. And they had images, so I would on three and a half inch discs. I would fucking save every single Buffalo Bills gif. I could you get my saved hands them? On. Oh yeah, I would God. save oh. them on a disc. <laughs> I think some of them were actually JPEGs, but they were still like you know they were not full color deals. They were you could they had like that pixelated granular look to them because they nice. there was not a full color table set on these computers you know so yeah just fucking that's what i think of when i look at these it's like these really old school gifs but pretty fun so yeah so each so each one of these like nature scene and then they they all kind of have like a hue to them it's not like a well it's funny like one of them and it's not always the first one sometimes it's a middle one and and each level within the stage the hue of the image changes to a different color and like one of them will be kind of like the like as much as you're going to get out of 256 color situation uh, a real life coloring to it but the other five will be just like this like either somewhere between a purple and an orange hue to them you know Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty cool that it just has like a little bit of a gradual visual change to it and progression to it throughout each each thing pretty cool Uh, some level of effort just to give it some aesthetic feel you know I didn't even notice them like I paused the game is when I started noticing them just to pause yeah. and do whatever while while I was playing the game, and like I realized, oh, those are always there. <laughs>
1: like I never, I, I didn't even. Know. I really became aware of it later too. Like, yeah. and my son was just like, oh, look, it's different colors. Look, oh, that's a different scene. Like, yeah, yeah I, it, It's like it didn't dawn on me until probably stage three or something. Right. I was like, oh, I then that. I started. Noticing. I would say the same one. Yeah, <laughs> same,
0: same ones when I really noticed Yeah, same thing. See, yeah, I started saving them to make. Just to give me some visual shit to do the key art with, and like I, I, I think I only have levels three, four, five, and six. I don't mm-hmm. have the first two because I, I didn't start noticing it until later. So we'll talk about the, you know, like I said, the, the, there's only. I didn't count the actual different different ones, but I would say there's maybe, not quite twelve. I would say maybe like ten different boards, somewhere between. Ten, 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 and twelve. Maybe, maybe there is twelve. Full you think
1: ones. there's? You think that little?
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I think so. Like, I think I want to say it reset every two stages ish.
1: There, there was certainly a point, and I don't know when when it was. Maybe it was level four, or level five, where I was like, I've seen this stage. <laughs> like, yeah. where where it really got me. I was like, Yep. Regardless of color change, I've done the stage. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely some repeats. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm totally spitballing there. I have no idea. I didn't sit down and count them. I'd be curious to know. I guess just to just to know how accurate mm-hmm. my interpretation my subconscious interpretation was as i played but yeah there's definitely some fucking some repeats for sure the first stage that you start on is an hourglass shaped board it's got 40 total squares to deal with mm-hmm. and there's just one enemy to avoid if you're playing on the the, the one-player version anyways. I was surprised, actually, that they doubled the enemies up for the the two-player. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, if you're playing one player, it's just the one enemy. And it's one of the rowdy fingers, which are the disembodied hands, the green deals. And you have 120 seconds on the timer just to give you an idea how they roll on that front. And it is every bit the Zoom starter pack you'd expect the first level to be. It's super, (laughs) you know, with just the one enemy to avoid. And, uh, I mean, I guess... I'd ask you what your experience was, but you said you finished every level within the timer. So clearly not too hard. (laughs) No,
1: I mean, yeah. And this one was clearly easy because you're just kind of getting your feet wet, but right. Yeah. I mean, this, this one also kind of allowed me to say, all right, what is going to be my strategy going for, you know, then you start thinking, you know, looking at geometry, thinking about math, like, all right, if I go this kind of shape, you know, what is the, how can I minimize the amount of times I go over something again? You know, So yeah, but pretty straightforward, pretty pretty smooth first level.
0: Yeah, that's you know, and, and you know, any puzzler game that's you know you're, you're talking about, and I'm sure that's what uh, really I fucking like about puzzlers is kind of like, yeah, this like coming to understand the economy that you're playing within, and then how do I maximize my efficiency within that economy, you know, and like that, yeah, like we'll, we'll get into it in strategies, but like yeah, developing, I developed what I perceive to be the most. The way I try to approach a subset of blocks on a stage, you know, and I, I had my little system that I would try to do that I thought was like the easiest way. Because there, yeah, there is no, you know, because you're talking about like I said, it's four left turns. Like it, there, there, there is no right way. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think. Like yeah. I, I guess I would love to know the, 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 the person in me or the fucked up fucking OCD fucking thing inside of me that is even making me talk about this right now. This, this particular topic. Certainly wants to know what is the mathematical mm. ideal solution. Like I would love to see and know what that is, you know. But I have no fucking clue. You well, know, it's maybe. gonna cha-
1: it's gonna vary by stage, you know what I mean, and For by sure. the enemies that you have, because that's gonna change everything completely. Yeah. Even if you could come out and map out, like, okay, this is the ideal way to go, and you're going to cover everything without only backtracking this one little spot. But then, yeah. when you get enemies, you're you can't just exactly. continue. You can't follow that. You're going to die. You know. Right. Right.
0: But you know, here's the thing: speedrunners will figure out the math the patterns. The, yeah, <laughs> the math that even the fucking enemies use, and be able True. to develop that. You know. So yeah, a speedrun of this probably yeah. be super fucking interesting. That's beyond I just, what
1: I care to get into. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, yeah
0: Speedrunning, I've, I've, I've said, I, I just can't like the idea. I don't know, man. Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) But, like, the idea of spending the amount of time necessary to mathematically optimize
1: a video game playthrough is crazy to me. Like, that is crazy. People love math, man. I mean, honestly, it's even one of those things where... I mean, I've told you, I've gotten back into Elder Scrolls, and, you know, I've even when we were stuck quarantining with COVID, like, I was grinding away, getting these new item sets, you know, the last couple weeks, and I... Have my own process and the things that I try to do to get like the absolute highest damage per second possible. But then, like, I'm I just can't go to the next level of the people who can, like, who look at the numbers and like, all right, since the crit cap is this, blah blah blah. I'm like, I will listen to what you say for sure. I will take that. I'm gonna gonna crunch it myself. Like, thank you for that information. I will apply that. Yeah. I'm not gonna go that level. That's just too much. Yeah. Then this is not a game to me anymore. You I lost it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: glad you have this much time. I applaud you for devoting it to it and enjoying okay. something that much and being willing to embrace it in that way. Like I have no qualms with that and nothing shitty to say about it, but I just can't imagine myself personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way too much. <sighs> so that's stage one. And stage two is the last one we'll talk about specifically. This board is a pretty big jump in difficulty, in my opinion. Like I It's one, to me, it's one of the harder boards in the game. You know, it's interesting to me that it's the second one because the real difficulty of this game, in my opinion, is tight spaces. When you're put in tight spaces and you don't have a lot of options, like basically when you start cutting off the number of ways I can turn off a blind, that this game gets harder, obviously. So this one, particularly for being only the second level, has a lot of that, like that, That. Central area is a bitch to deal with, you know. If you're not invincible, <laughs> uh, and like you know, and all the enemies will pack onto that baby too. Like, you know, they're not the patterns. Like, none of the enemies are like confined. Like they don't get confined to a certain area. All the enemies can go anywhere. So, if wait, you, you mean like
1: stage one two? Is that what you mean? Say again. You mean stage one two or yeah, like yeah? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. stage one two. I thought you meant like the like stage 2 right, 1 you're, you're, through 2. And stage. I I usually terminology,
0: you're absolutely correct, Jay. I should have said <laughs> level 2, you're right. Stage Got 2 is, is stage 2 is two, one and level Got 7 it. essentially. So yeah, you're right. So yeah, yeah, this yeah, the similarity on, on on one two. But yeah. One, yeah it like, is
1: hard. It is hard. I I agree yeah. then what you're saying cuz it it was it wasn't until we did honestly our two player playthrough and now clearly I beat the game. I'm used to kind of jumping and seeing that little Space in the middle, like, oh, I'll just jump across. And but when I was doing it at first, I was just like, oh my gosh, how do I get around here? You know, yeah, but even then, like, you're not
0: like that's not uh, the jumping is the jumping to other like you're not, you can't because of like I said, you kind of got to get that that run up to it, you can't just Mm -hmm. impromptu jump for the most part in that area. You have to, like, that's to be planned, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's not, it's not a reactionary choice, it's a deliberate choice in a lot of cases. I'm occasionally. You can use it as a last resort and it work out right. But if you do that as your chief evasion tactic, you will die.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. But, yeah, so,
0: yeah, the enemies can, yeah, they can get anywhere. And, like, if you incentivize them and lead them to congregate in that middle area, and all three of them can here, it gets way fucking harder. And it's a very mm-hmm. packed area for three enemies. So, yeah, it's, it's not an easy level, I would say, particularly compared to the first. Um so yeah, it's mostly a square, but it's divided up into three sections that are connected by single squares in the top left and bottom right corner. So you have a single line of 12 squares covering the left boundary and turning right and covering the top boundary. So left and top. And then you have a mirroring of that that covers the bottom and right boundaries, also 12 squares. And then lastly, a hodgepodge of four rows of three squares, each row missing a different square in the sequence of four spaces, which is probably impossible to follow via word. But <laughs> if you look at it, If you look at it, if you pull up a playthrough or play the game, you'll see exactly what I'm saying. And so it's another 12 total squares. So the if you add in the two squares that join the middle um, to the edges, you have a total of 38 squares. So it's not 40 every time, which I was kind of oh. surprised that it changes. But I guess it makes sense with some of the boards. There's no way you could fit 40 on there. So um, it does change. And yeah, there's three enemies here. You have one Rowdy Finger, one Charmer, the Jellyfish that slows you down, and then one spiler, the Line Scrubbing Brush. And, they'll, yeah, they'll all chase you to all sections at all times, so you, they're not confined. you, you got to deal with them no matter where they go. And, yeah, getting those middle squares can be, uh, like, a huge pain in the ass, man. Like the, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just fucking once they're populating in there. I mean, honestly, the only way to deal with it, really, I think, is to get Invincible. Like I, I, don't, I don't think you can go in there and... Like, if you, I don't know, were, like, trying to do a playthrough where you didn't use those or something to add difficulty to your, to your life, like, I don't think, I, I, I would be wildly impressed with a playthrough. Oh, for through.
1: sure. You uh, got yeah. to go outside on this one. Get what you can on the outside. Then once you've led the fingers to you, then you yeah. go middle. Get as much as you can. Gra- yeah. Grab your invincibility and then cover what you missed. You got to yeah. save that until you till that comes up. But you got to keep an eye out for that one, for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah, and hope that scrub brush prick didn't, didn't wipe out what you did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's the first two stages. Uh, I know in, in our notes here, I put strategies next. Let's actually save that for the second act because I think we have we're pretty light on the uh, post break uh, content here. So let's just talk about how far we we're able to get, high score, and then we'll cut out of this section. You said you did beat it, you beat it, yeah?
1: I did, I did, and I yeah. hit fifty-one thousand. Did you? My, yeah, fifty-one thousand. Yeah, motherfucker. Wow, what'd you but get? Fifty thousand eight seventy. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so close.
0: That's So, so freaking close. That's so close. Uh,
1: that's hilarious. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I almost uh, like had to double check. I was like, wait a minute. Cause you know, the end sequence went so fast The in sequence. Yeah. Like, I went so fast. I was like, I didn't see my score. So I had to like wait through, <laughs> yeah. wait through the final sequence to find a- see it again. Oh,
0: did it pop up back? After that? I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I recorded my last few levels. Okay. So, uh, the end of the game because I, I, I knew I'd want the end sequence for just to be able to do notes on and shit. Right. So, yeah, that's that. I definitely had to go back and look at the video others. I had no clue what game ended. <laughs> 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 yeah, I did. Yeah, mean, yeah. Whatever. That's we'll get to it in a second here. But yeah, yeah so yeah, I played this a shit ton prior to playing for the app, and i never. I don't think I'd ever made it past, dude. Like, I think somewhere in the third stage, maybe I got to early four, but. Nowhere near the end of the game, and I was kind of like, like Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I knew we were fucking recording today, so like I, it's like got a fucking a notes to the grindstone. Got as far at least as far as like I, I actually intended on not finishing it. I, I oh I really? It. Yeah, I intended that I would not be able to finish it, and just you know whatever though. It's a puzzle game. We can get right. to an episode. I don't need to finish this. So I, I didn't expect. To be able to. And then, yeah, I got like Thursday night, I just fucking sat down and started playing through it. And like I got through three and then four, and like I just got into a groove with it. And I was just like waxing stage after stage after stage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just went blue right through three, four, five, and six. And yeah, no safe stating, no bullshit, just busting Zoom ass. And you know, even like the, the last board, like six, like six, six, it's, it's one of the complete square things, no spacing at all, which, you know, makes for, I don't know, I guess what I'm getting here, like the end of it like I mentioned a little bit ago, it did not ramp up the way... No. Like, the last few stages were easy as fuck to me. And, like, yep. part of that's obviously just the accumulated groove that I'm talking about. I've been playing for hours, so broken up a little bit, but playing for hours, you know, and, and it, it just... That, I'm sure, lends itself to just being in the zone and, like, fucking, you know, just that hammer on that jump button and, like, mm-hmm. not, you know, being able to fucking survive. But I was just... Yeah, I was surprised it just it did not... I expected 6-6 to be, like... Especially when, I like, you know, you see the... The wireframe coming in, so you know what you're getting yourself into before you start the level. So, like, yeah. when that wireframe's coming in and it's a full square for what I knew was the last level, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna have a million fucking enemies on it. And it wasn't. Like, it, it, it yeah. had... Uh, yeah, I think it, it had four total, one rowdy finger, one globule, one jellyfish, one spiny thing was the whole last level, you know? And I was just like, that's fucking... It was cake. Like, the last See, level was I, I kind of liked
1: that the last level was like that. You know, that it wasn't like this weird thing that you had to try to conquer. I, I don't know. When I look at the puzzler game and think of a game like this, I think of just kind of relaxed enjoyment. Like, yes, there's definitely intense moments. Like, I would not just say, if I want to have a chill evening, I'm going to play this game. That, that, that would not be what I would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, for a puzzler type of game, I kind of like that the final, like, and I put it in my three favorite levels. Like, I kind of like, in addition to, that this was a big square to kind of just let me just instead of trying to just mental, do all these mental gymnastics, let me just apply everything I've learned and just cover everything here. You know, yeah. to, at, in the finale. That's the way I that, viewed
0: it. That's an interesting way to look at it. I, that's, that's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing nothing negative to say about it. <laughs> that's a good point. So yeah, so when you, as far as the end of the game goes, you dust that last square off on the last level and we get the wire from animation as we have for all the previous ones, but this time it's green instead of the yellow or pink or whatever it is. So it, Does a thing where it flies at you, and then it cuts to Earth, like that shot of Earth, and then a sweet success ditty fires up. And we have some yellow stars converge on top of it before circling it, and then a character montage inside of the star circle over top of the planet Earth sprite starts up. Mr. Smart comes first, and I would say the artwork for these is pretty damn solid. I was actually pretty impressed with, with how good they looked. And you also have all this plays. You have the credits fading from one to the next up top, full names, giving credit where credit is due. No bullshit <laughs> hiding programmer name stuff that you'll see on yeah. some games of this era. And when that finishes up in customary arcade game fashion, the shit starts back over, which I don't know if I expected, but you know, I guess it's not surprising. the The only difference visually is the stage number font on the interstitials is red now instead of green so it does like marker that you're doing something different you know mm-hmm. and sure enough dude that first did you you play did you all the way to the first board
1: I didn't I didn't play the first board I saved no. and I was like I might come back here I'm going to do it later but I did not
0: I did the same thing I, sa- yeah. I saved state it too I was like maybe I'll come back and try it so did you even see it pop up or did you just Yeah off?
1: yeah I watched it pop up and then I just okay. saved it right there and paused it
0: yep. Yeah So yeah so yeah the first board appears and it's the same board. It's the hourglass board, just the same, but the layout did not have the one rowdy finger. It had a shit ton of the spiny things on it. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Like
1: four or five of them. Right.
0: I, I like. I didn't turn it off immediately. I was like, let me just see what happens here, and like those things disappear and reappear. So like, I died. I don't know. Seven seconds into the level. You know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's. I'm guessing a substantial uptick in difficulty. Yeah. going through the game a second time, but it does. You know, I don't know. It's it's. I've taught. It depends what it is. Like you know the 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 easiest historical benchmark for this is the very first episode of Ghosts and Goblins, which has, notoriously starts over when you beat the game and doesn't even give you the ending. Like it is like that's the thing. Like I don't know. There, there's a way to do that and there's a way not to do it. And I think this it's a puzzler, so you mm-hmm. want replayability out of it, of course, and you want this more difficult thing in this case for sure and you know the story is 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 very ancillary and very secondary to your play experience and the difficulty sure. of just the, the puzzler component of it you know so i think in the case where i i would and did highly criticize ghosts and goblins for it uh this it, it was right it, it was right to me and like the idea that it is like a like i said just that drastic difference and and that very first board with the enemies you're dealing with, you know, like I said, I can only imagine when some of them get like, um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's right. It's good. And, and, and I like that aspect of, it, even though I did not want to play it <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, right away. So pretty fucking fun. See, I already talked about a high scores. I can't, I can't believe it was only 130 apart. Like that's think about what that Like that's like, yeah, right. dude, no, no fucking way. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jay, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. There's no way, unless, I mean, I guess there is other scoring metrics that are scoring things that, like, maybe I got more of. But, like, the idea, like, I'm telling you, dude, I mean, I'd say at least a third, maybe half, the timer ran out on me on. And the idea that we're only 130 points apart at the end of the game.
1: So the idea, if the timer ran out on you, but you didn't save state, right? No, I was safe stating, so I didn't oh, okay. remember. So there were times when, like, th- I did much better on many levels. And I was just, like, killing it and should have just kept going. But I was like, my kids, so I'm, I'm talking to them. The kids are, like, talking to me while I'm playing. So I'm just, like, <laughs> I would mess up and be like, darn it. I should have just, like, kept going with that one. But I'm just going to start over. You know, so I would okay. just. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not All true. Right. It's not true as I would like it to be.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 That's all right, I can buy that, I guess. But yeah, it's it, it it's still surprising to me that our scores could be that close. Even with that taken into consideration, I guess it's still surprising to me go that on. I mean, that I guess I could have like gotten enough bonus points otherwise to come in that close. Well, you know I'll put I mean?
1: it like this. How often did you did you go after actively go after like the bananas and the candies and the mushrooms? Like did you go after those things? Because I did um, not at Bananas, all. yeah, because the bananas
0: have an effect on the game. If it wasn't a
1: it. timer or a sun, star, or flower, I was ignoring it. Like, if I just yeah. happened, if something was in my path, yeah, I'd grab a mushroom if, if it was in my path. But otherwise, I ignored those, so I left a lot of points on the table.
0: I'm trying to watch here and see if you even get points. I'm sure you get points for the banana of some kind, but I don't know, it's still surprising to me, man. That. And it's
1: did that you also get all of the the blank? the blank squares, did you also make all those whenever you had the opportunity? Cause I did not uh, also, I did it when I often, would go over there, but I didn't yeah, always I like do. complete everything to get points.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I not, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't say I ever did them. I mean, you know, there's times where like, maybe I don't need to do this. I'm just grabbing them just to kill time or whatever that occurred to me. But like I, more often than not getting those was a function of, of using them as a defense mechanism, not, I want the I want the hundred points that this gives me, you know. So I'm sure there were times I did, but that was never my focus with them. I used them mostly for defense, and there were certainly levels where I did not get them. So, got it. But most of the time, I probably did. I don't know. What have you? After these messages,
1: we'll be right back. Hey kid, what you doing watching this stupid film? Don't you want to have fun playing Sega? 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 Who? Wrong answer, pal. Show him. It's new, it's wild, it's Sega International Sega TV games are now here From Shaw Wallace Take
2: it. Want some more?
1: Yeah, yeah Unlock your mind
0: Sega. That is an <coughs> India Market Sega Mega Drive commercial Which is in English And that surprised me <laughs> That was great, man I love that commercial <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great Yeah, I would have thought I mean, my assumption was I was like I was watching, and I was like, well, I don't know. You know, you watch it for the first time, you're just kind of like experiencing whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I finished it, and I was like, like Hindi has got to be the dominant language there.
1: Like, why in the fuck? Is this in English? Like,
0: like, yeah. English is the
1: English is the like the language you learn for school and stuff. You know what I mean? So, well, I did research on this, dude. I I looked
0: into it because I I was that intrigued. So, Hindi is by far the dominant language there. Like, by far, the 2011 census showed 528 million spoke Hindi as their first language, 43.63% of the population, compared to just 259 speaking English as their first language. Now. That's your first language. That's Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like there, it's essentially a three-language system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh And there's also – there's a shit ton of – I don't know what you call it. Tribal is the wrong word. But like there's a, there's a bunch of smaller – Dialects.
1: There's all kind of regional dialects. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Regional, yeah. So yeah, so there's uh – there is 129 million additional that speak English as either their second or third language. So it comes out to about 10.67% of the population speaking it to some degree. But that's still a very – Small amount of the population.
1: Wait, when when were these? Fi- where are you getting these figures from? It's are they 2000, like 2011 census? Okay, 2011. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because when I went, when I went over to India, probably I don't know, was it four, three years ago, three, four years ago? I asked them about that, and they're like, yeah, everybody you know speaks whatever their regional dialect is, mainly you know Hindi or blah blah blah. But then, like when you go to school, like especially when you want to go university and everything, like you learn in English because that's where you got to do. So like I think much more, you know, it's something that, as a kid, you're going to learn. Like, maybe not the older, you know, maybe not everybody is English, but going forward, like, everybody's going to learn English over there. And that's why I appreciated this commercial so much, is because I could totally see somebody putting it on there and kind of, like, putting this whole thing on. Although I will say, the fact that it's from Shaw Wallace, like, he must have some exclusive deal, man. Like, what, what is... Did he get rights I, from Sega that, to be able I, I to I saw do that
0: this? I saw that but I've no I, I I have no idea who that is is that someone I should Dude,
1: know Dude No I have no idea either but like to me it just looks like I assumed, I'm Shaw company, I assumed
0: it was a company name
1: Maybe but at the same time it sounds like somebody got a deal to be able to exclusively sell Sega in India you know or, yeah. or market it. if they're going to put have a Sega commercial. Like, a commercial is a commercial. You're not going to be, like, from Shaw Wallace unless yeah, it's, no, like Sho- –
0: Shaw Wallace is – that's two last names, dude. That's not yeah. – that's that's that's, <laughs> that's a company name, I bet. You, you scared you me. Say I thought, so, I thought like, I you, know. you started talking, like – I was like, oh, my God. It's just, like, some massive – Congl- uh, international conglomerate that I don't I don't know about
1: or something. Yeah, I'm just thinking dad, a dude has a the company. he has the rights to sell it. So he's like, hey, I'm writing a deal. I'm selling. You need you want to sell Sega in India? Come to me. I got right. you. It's so going yeah, to be back Jerry Batch. Like, yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> learning what I've learned about the film distribution industry and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, back pre-internet days, man, dude, a single motherfucker with the right relationships could do crazy shit. Like exactly. Th- there was there was no uh, the power distance was minuscule in places where there was no one to mediate it or gatekeep it. You know, there's a a lot of crazy shit backdoor dealing and stuff that that would happen in the film industry prior to, you know, kind of being, (laughs) it it all kind of becoming accessible and transparent and understanding and, like, in turn, bigger corporations moving in and occupying all spaces because, you know, like there was a time when you didn't even know what the spaces were and you couldn't find out (laughs) because you couldn't research. You know, there's just no way to, you had to be the person there that knows the person or there's no way to even know that relationship possibility exists, let alone have the relationship, you know? So, yeah, it's very interesting to me. Um, So, yeah, it's. I mean, what I was able to glean from doing this research, like I guess in 1987 there was a big, uh, some sort of doctrine or some piece of legislation that got put into place that mandated both Hindi and English as like things that you have to learn in school, you know, so in 1987 is when, like, I think a okay. big legislative shift happened and it became, yes, part of the like base learning knowledge and in turn is going to kind of become something that m- a lot more people are going to be forced, even if they don't want to, to learn. Um, but what I also <laughs> saw was that Eng- particularly like the, the the English as their first language uh-huh. people are like the elite elite of within their cast system, like uh, there's a, there's a 259,000 total uh, that are, where English is their first language, like 0.02% of the population. So uh, yeah, those are described to be in most cases as like the elite, the elite upper, upper 0.01% kind of situations. And I would say even, especially you know, keep in mind, this is 19, I would guess probably 92 ish considering the one they show is the, it's the Mark two, like the second uh, yeah. redesign of the system. So it's not even the very first mega drive. Uh, so I put it in kind of yeah a couple years after um, the initial release of the of the system. Otherwise, so I'd like I'd guess that their idea was like essentially like there's some affluence that comes along with speaking English, you know and. I don't know everything, about India, but my understanding, there's a great deal of poverty there. A very large subset of the population uh, lives in an impoverished fucking situation. So they're not buying Sega Genesis. They probably even have TVs to watch the fucking thing. So, like, I get, like, it being very much a financial decision to be like, the people that can afford to give us money speak this language, <laughs> even though way more people speak this language, you know? And like that that's very, you know, marketing company decision making there for sure. You know, like what what how can we maximize the profit of this expenditure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. So interesting stuff that came out of our commercial we normally don't get. Uh the little kid, so yeah, the actual description of it, the little kid is being blown out of his chair by a TV displaying Mega Drive games and Sonic is doing the talking for Sega there. Uh like a little animated Sonic. And yeah, we already talked about the it's the second model shown, so a little bit later in the uh, product cycle, I guess. So yeah, let's talk strategies now, since we, we tabled that out of the first section here. The I just have three of them, so I maybe want to go first with with yours, and we'll just sure try. yeah
1: not not many more than that, uh, probably like the same amount. So the first one really is to just trace lines as long as possible, right? And so I like to kind of go outline if if I can. And just in general to try not to turn until I need to. And t- to not to not have lines that are halfway done. Cause that's when you create those situations where you're like, oh, what did I not cover? And you can I mean you, know. you can do you can cover a line so fully
0: but not complete it that it's indiscernible. You can't mm-hmm. even tell. So yeah. I mean, you know It's not flashing. So if you stare long enough at the board you're going you're gonna to see. see you're going to see it. But when you're also trying to fucking run around and and, and uh, avoid things, and it's later in the cycle, so you're probably going to be out of time unless you're Jay, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes everything even more harried. So like trying to find the one square that's not flashing in that busy ass mm-hmm. space can be very frustrating. So yeah, it's it's definitely ideal to not leave unfinished lines for sure. For sure. For sure.
1: So I mean, just to draw as long lines as possible and try to do outlines, you know, that kind of reduces that possibility. And another thing is just trying to, I mean, we, I touched on it earlier, but trying not to go over the same place if you can. And so I would try to like, especially on the first level with the kind of the inverted diamond kind of shape, I would just try to make big boxes and then just, you know, try to make a a rectangle and then go back in and a smaller shape within that. You know, and then cover a different shape outside of it, so that I'm always getting a new, I'm always okay. making a new square or rectangle somewhere, getting a box somewhere, and then just trying to avoid the enemies while I do that. So that was kind of like what I would try to do. But then as I got later on, my other strategy would be skate around at the beginning. If if it's a level where there's a space where I can jump off, where I may try to jump off, I would go there first and just trying to skate around, making little squares, waiting for. The items to pop up because on some of those levels, they would pop up in predetermined spots. So, like on mm-hmm. one level, it'd just be like they're all in a diagonal here. And yeah. so, okay, control if
0: the area, yeah,
1: exactly. If the sunflowers are popping up at the top of this diagonal, I'm gonna hang out up here and then wait till they pop up again, grab one, and then do what I need to do, so I would kind of... All the
0: more crazy that you're saying, yeah. you didn't you never, never ran out of time.
1: <laughs> I, well, because I'm not taking a long time, I'm still like, I, you know, covering squares. I can't squares stop harping on this, this yeah, I can't stop harping on this no time
0: thing. No well, time it's around. not
1: like I'm dilly-dallying, you know, I'm not hanging out, I'm more like covering some squares, I'm doing like strategy In two or one, sure, yeah. yeah, while I'm keeping an eye on, I'm kind of like, basically spacing out, covering squares while looking, alright, where they are they, they going to drop, where are they going to drop, oh, there they are, and then attack, <laughs> you know. Word, word.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you say that because, yeah, I always, once I, I shouldn't say always, I'm sure I did all sorts of crazy random shit early on, but like my groove system was very, was kind of the opposite of that. Like, I, yeah, I, I focused on like, I want to get this full square now. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do three lines, come back to this later. Mm. You know, I, I'm trying to get, like, finish this area off and like not Mm. have to come back here under any circumstance for anything purposeful anyways, other than evasion, you know? So yeah. So I would, I mean, I sometimes do the redundant thing. Like even, even if it's just like just one square at a time, even if I'm wasting.
1: And that's how you ran out of time, Josh. (laughs) That's probably probably a factor for sure. Uh, But yeah, I would also do so like,
0: like the, the best example of it is that the, the level where you have like the square cut out in the middle and it has like the, the, the outer boundaries is just the one, strip of, of, of squares, you know, mm-hmm. and like I would kind of do like a crisscross thing where you're like, you know, you fucking essentially do three sides of the one square, then that's the bottom side of the square above you, do the left top of the second square, then the third square, you're doing right top,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you do, does that make sense? Kind of like, yeah, so yeah. then when you come back down it. You're, and you go all the way around and go all the way to the end of the thing and, and loop back, you're just you're, – you're doing the same shape but in the opposite direction, and you're hitting that last one that you left on each one, you know, and you can do full strips that way. Um, and that was kind of an efficiency thing, I guess. But, yeah, even that, though, even that's like kind of like a partition situation where, like yeah, I'm trying to, like, complete an area so I don't have compartmentalization. Like, I am a highly comp- comp- compartmentalized-minded individual. Like, I want, <laughs> I want to do things in subsets. I want to – Feel the satisfaction of completing a portion of a bigger task, you know, bullet points. I want to fucking, I want to, I want to check things off. I want to know that Fair I've enough. made progress, you know? So yeah, like I, I, it, it I, I, I would, I would, pri- I guess prioritize that over any sort of larger arcing time focused efficiency effort. You know what I mean? Got it. Um, so yeah, it's funny that those two are conversely.
1: Yeah, I, I think I actually had a similar strategy at first, where I was like, all right, I'm gonna get the square. I'm, I'm gonna try not to move on. But then, with those sweeper things, so often that would just erase things. I was like, I'm gonna have to go back anyway. So, well, that's well, I just that's abandoned done, though, that they, altogether. That's yeah. why
0: I wanted to complete them because those fucking sweeper things. I didn't want I didn't want them to be able to erase any progress I'd made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was that's part of my motivation with that too. Yeah, I already mentioned the projectiles thing. Like, not never, never using those, and they would actually be yeah. funny. That I'm, I'm so pleasantly, I'm so pleased to hear that. Like, you had the same problem. Like that, 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 that's not a specific thing to me. That that's like somehow ingrained in the human condition. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like the the mixing up the buttons, even though there's only two. Like that, that was that was very. I was like, the, are you good. kidding
1: me? There's two options for jump, and I still with when you when you introduce. That extra one with the with the rubber ball, yeah, completely throw the whole
0: fucking system yep. out of whack. <laughs> monkey, monkey wrenching the whole system. Yeah, <laughs> jumping, man, jumping. We talked, you know, we dabbled, danced on it a little bit, but yeah, like once, they, that is when the gameplay really took a turn, and I started to really be able to jam on this fucking game is when I really started using, leaning on and using the jumping for, yeah, I mean, yeah, jumping, you know, jumping over gaps, but also just within the field of play, using that as a Evasion tactic, even when I'm not trying to leave the main board, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just using it as a way to get around and like, even like I said, planning on it, like I'm I'm making this turn onto a line of six squares, seeing that enemy sprite coming four squares away, knowing I'm going to get to jump and then be to yeah. you know, like that level of planning with it, with the with using the jump is is really the way to get good at this game, I think, and and, and to really be able to to whoop ass on the later stages because yeah, there's just so much shit going on. You know, you can't, yeah, there's no fucking way to, to, to just move and avoid everything and be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing I have is using those invisible areas and squares as getaways when, when needed. And I mean, I, I would sometimes like, I would get onto those things as a way to tackle an area that might be being patrolled heavily by a certain enemy and, and, you know, whatever, I'm not going to wait for a sunflower to to solve the puzzle for me, like jump onto one of those and like literally jumping back and forth, just getting a line at a time, you know, and like just hitting like a line or two and knowing I'm going to have to go back to the thing, regroup and come back to the same area. That's, that's directly adjacent to it, you know, And, and using that as a way to fucking tackle a certain area. So yeah, those things are, so clutch and, and and can be so helpful if you if you use them. Oh uh, yeah! To their
1: Once you get the hang of literacy. it. <laughs> yep. For sure.
0: Well, so those are our strategies. I guess the, the the favorite three levels and like I I didn't even write down like specific levels. I just wrote. I just have certain boards in mind that I like. Yeah. Um. So if you want to, maybe it will alternate. You want to go first, and we'll alternate.
1: Sure. I mean, I, I already mentioned it, so I'll I'll bear that. Six by six, and I mean kind of it's funny because I call it six by six at the last one, that one. And like one by six also were very similar in that they were both big squares, yeah. you know, and just nothing, nothing crazy, but a big square and enemies put together what you got and figure it out. And I think I liked it just because you got used to adjusting your mindset on the fly to each different board shape and like how you're going to jump and how it's going to be different. And this was kind of just like, all right, don't worry about that. Just, yeah. Focus.
0: And I'm mean, even watching the playthrough here. I watched this person do one of those just recently. And he was doing the same thing that I did with those, which is an incredibly satisfying way to tackle them. It's like, yeah, you do essentially the two full rows, two full horizontal rows at a time, do the full outline, and then blow through the middle. And then you can just literally dit, 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 wind mm. back and forth and just, come on, boy, come on, boy, come <laughs> on, boy, over and over and over again. And, yeah, that's, that's a really satisfying way to... To, to do a level if the enemies don't fuck it up right so, yeah <laughs> word so uh, I really dig my favorite one probably is the one it's kind of the same thing it's just like a, a more again compartmentalized uh, version of it the one with the three horizontal rows that are just two squares vertically each one with just like the each, each set of two rows has just the one square that, that joins them that was going to be month. my next level. So, yes, okay. we also
1: have that one. Yep. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, they're, they're two squares vertically and, and maybe 10-ish horizontally. And, yeah, they're, they're joined just by the one block. And, yeah, and it, again, kind of just the compartmentalized thing. My other ones kind of alluded to this too. Like the it, – it separates them out and allows mm-hmm. you to kind of tackle them as an individual problem set and not have to worry about – that enemy that's over there coming over and fucking with you, you know, cause any, okay. if, if it's, if it's more joint or more of, a, of an open layout, like you're going to, the things will all just converge on you. Whereas on those levels like that, you could kind of just deal with whatever's here. And as long as you didn't aggro it to the area that allows yeah. them to move uh, onto the next thing, you didn't have to deal with them. that was, that was pretty satisfying.
1: Yeah. And so. I think this one, this one was unique to me. I think it was stage three, two, because it, it's also it's one of the first stases, stages where I recognized the pattern where like the the bonuses okay. were like in a diagonal and I was like oh and that I kind of started paying attention then and then yeah for the same thing that you said like The enemies were separate. And I also learned, like, oh, so this, I can just jump across these, like, when I need to. Like, that's when I really started employing jumping as, like, a technique. Teaching
0: individual enemies, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I started, like, really
1: getting into the groove in this one. I was like, okay, it kind of came together on this level.
0: Yeah, I never, yeah, it's funny. The the thing with the, the items, I never, I mean, I certainly noticed patterns, but I never, it never occurred to me to try to exploit those patterns predictively. Uh, mm. and, and that kind of bums me out that it didn't occur to me. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, there were certain situations, like I said, though, there was the one level where the, the sunflowers appeared on all four kind of corner columns or corner spaces that were hidden. But uh, I didn't think to do that a lot, you know. That's kind of a, a good tactic for sure. Yep. Yeah, the other one that was very in this vein, or in that vein, rather, was the the one that's that's four completely separate islands, you know. Okay. And, and like, two of them, I think in, I think in all instances – Two of them would be completely unpopulated. (laughs) You just have have the two, each with an enemy on the super small. So, I think one of them was the Q, and the other one was like a scrub brush, maybe on on at least one of them. And like the Qs are a real bear to fucking deal with in a small, tiny area. Yeah, they can change (laughs) change and do anything on you, so not easy by any length. But it is a very satisfying thing to yeah to just be able to just glide over in and then literally employ your maximum efficiency interpretation of how to tackle that, that one space you know, is, is a really satisfying thing. So okay. Pretty fun. So yeah, I like those. And you have one more? Or?
1: Uh, I mean, I had 1-6, 6-6 six, six, six were the same, and then 3-2. And then, yeah, the only other one I had was, uh, it was 5-6. And it, <laughs> the only way I can describe it is it was almost shaped like a robot. Like there was stuff in the middle. There was like a big spot in the middle. And then a couple that... It, it almost just looked like a like a part to a machine. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but almost like two parts on the upper quadrant in the corner and corresponding uh, diagonal. Hmm. And that was cool, too, because it was, it was like, you had the big area where everybody could get to, but with your jumping skills, you could easily work on those outer quadrants without the enemies. Anim- the enemies could get there, but it was harder for them, a harder path for them to reach. So you could right, either, right. you could lead a fingers there and dip out if you were fast enough and cover more space. So that was a fun one as well.
0: Yeah. It kinda, it's actually the, the playthrough is on it right now. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a, and it actually has the thing that... So my last one that I wrote down was any level that had the hidden squares in the corner. Because I already described like I would use mm-hmm. those as like these kind of like launching pads for operations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Uh, it was just very nice to have those t- to work from uh, on levels where they were, were, were present. Yeah, this, this level, it looks like uh, maybe like a satellite or... <laughs> Some sort of – I can't – it reminds me – you know what it actually reminds me of? It was a certain type of – I think the connects Certain type of, of, of building block toy that I can't quite put my name finger on the name of that it actually looks like. But, yeah, cool levels yeah. for sure. <laughs> Word? Okay. Well, uh, oh, no, two-player. we talking about two-player. So, yeah, we played the – we fired up, and I fucking – Fucked up the recording of it, so you probably didn't want to watch it, anyways. But if you did, you won't be able to. <laughs> uh, yeah, we played the competition iteration of the the two player thing, which yeah, it was, it was very cool that it was fucking yeah, kind of like a essentially a couch co op mode that yeah. um, not as combative as maybe the name the title suggests.
1: I feel like that's the type of mode that I would I would default to easily. Like if you know, growing up, if I had had this game, like brother cousins over whoever, like this yeah, would be sure. my default. Like Let's play that mode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah the, you know, it's fucking the, you know, this is the, the re, like, this is, you know, immediately played it, immediately added it to our shit worth playing list. Like, it's the perfect kind of game to just pick up and fuck around with. And, like, that certainly applies to two players, too. And, like, that that is definitely the way to do it. Because, yeah, you're, you don't have, you know, the, the hardest part about two players on a game like this is, like, the sitting and waiting, you know. And, like, yeah. and there is a satisfaction. <laughs> this definitely has it. The, the that tetris effect that we've talked about of like where you watch someone else do it and you're like that's not you True. think to yourself that's not how I would have done it or I would yep. have done it differently <laughs> you know like that's 100% present in this game and you can you can glean all sorts of enjoyment out of that as as a just a bystander while someone else plays but it's obviously not as fun as playing, and yeah, the, the idea that you could have the same experience, same time, is, is a really appealing thing, especially for kids which with, of course, no fucking attention spans, so... Right. Uh, <laughs> very cool of them to add that, and a very nice way to play the game for sure. Um, no real differences, though. I mean, there's... Well, the, uh, the word double the enemies, I guess that's worth saying, that they doubled it, which is at, yeah. you know, to me... And I'm curious, we didn't get... We only... Uh, you died on what the... It was like the second or third level of stage two, so we didn't play really far into the game, uh, and I'm curious to see whether that is applicable. Carry through, yeah, yeah because there, you know, there's times where like if you there's go from lot, four, if you go from four to eight, like that's a fucking big jump on some of those levels. So I'm guessing and kind of hoping, I guess, that it doesn't scale uniformly across. Yeah, the whole it can't be. It can't be
1: a linear scale. Like it can't don't like
0: say like don't say it can't anything on an old. Video I mean, <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: otherwise <laughs> this game. Otherwise, the difficulty is turned way up. Going to ramp up, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that, that's the thing, though, is like they, they, by doing that at all, it
0: suggests that they perceive it to be half as difficult, and it's not half as difficult. You know, <laughs> it's not half the the evasion <laughs> component is there, and it is not a two to one ratio at all in how things change by adding a second player to cover squares. Like it's not the amount of time you have to cover them, which is all that condenses. Mm-hmm. The challenge in the game is not dying while you cover them. It's not a matter of how many there are. Now. I mean, it, it is obviously harder to get more, but it's it's def- it's not a one to one at all for sure. Yeah, um, very fun. Highly recommend that too if you're if you're digging this game. That's definitely a great way to consume it. So let's talk about in a very unclimactic uh, teaser whether or not this is going to get King Lorx blessing, Jay. <laughs>
1: Finale track, bringing us perfectly into our verdict. Josh, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my favorite puzzle Big ever. shocker there.
0: Yeah, it's my favorite puzzle ever, I think. Uh, I, I don't... Yes, I think I enjoy this more than I enjoy Tetris.
1: Mm, whoa. All right, all right, all right. Different and kind I don't of like, game. It's not, it's I, don't,
0: I don't not like Tetris, but especially... Like, the NES... I hate... The, the NES Tetris is not good. I don't I don't even kind of like playing the NES Tetris. The Game Boy 1 is the one I probably have the most affinity for. Yeah. And I definitely enjoy this more than I enjoy the Game Boy Tetris. Hmm. So, yes. I mean, there's, no, there's, there's little Fair tiny enough. gripes. I think like, I, I've managed to justify all the little controller bitches I have yeah. as being deliberate developer choices to, you know, impose difficulty on the game. Like... I think the tone of it is fun. I love that fucking sound cue. Uh, you know, it's it, the music is great. There's there's a lot of it, I think, for what the game is. Like, you don't ever get sick of the, the music playing. There's not, like, a it's not relying on... Yeah. Actually, that's one of the bitches about fucking Game Boy Tetris is the fucking only two songs. And you have to choose, though. It doesn't even alternate them. It chooses. You have to choose one, and you listen to it the entire time. Whole whole great, that's a Game Boy title. And I don't even know if the NES one is the same way or not. But just as an example of there being kind of, you know, a, a nice um, amount to the soundtrack yeah yeah plenty of plenty of fun pickups the enemies are varied enough they the the difficulties they impose on the game is varied enough like you know there's no there's no snakes like <laughs> the, the default dumbass video game enemy you know it's, it's just everything is creative and, and unique and and um yeah I'm, I'm surprised I'm really surprised that this developer otherwise has nothing worth talking about you know because it is such a to me, an original and unique, creative work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. For the time. So I yeah. don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I did. I have fun. Yeah. Like, would I would I recommend it to someone else? We already did. You know, <laughs> if, they're, if they're in the market for like some low key puzzle type action, like, yeah, why not? Like, if this was remastered, like in some later, like nicer looking form. You know, on a current gen platform. Like, yeah, yeah
0: fuck Can you met like dude, holy shit. Can you imagine like a fucking VR because yeah, this is like it's trying to be a three D situation, you know what I mean? The idea of putting this in VR would be a fucking blast. I think that man. would be
1: I think it would be amazing because there were times when we were playing it and you know, it's Zion kept saying, like, oh, it's it's like 3D before there was 3D, kind of, and I was like, I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> I wanted to, like, see closer, and, like, yeah. yeah, if it was in VR, that'd be amazing. Yeah,
0: man, holy shit, yeah. Any kind of
1: re-rendering, so, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I, I will say, at later points in the levels, there was definitely a point where I was like, alright, I could see people's gripes, you know, after playing 20-some levels of these, I was like, okay, but yeah. I would still pick up and play it if I was bored, so, yeah, yeah. By
0: the time I got, because yeah, I mean, there there is a you know attrition's the wrong word, it's a little strong, but like there is like a yeah a lull to playing this where you're like, okay, I'm kind of like you're starting to see the repeats of the boards, mm-hmm. like there's not there's maybe not as much quite uh, quite as much variance as you might like in that aspect of it. But by the time that started to wear on me, I was close enough to the known end. Yeah. In, in such in such a groove in my skill level that I was able to overcome that and want to pers- finish finish like I said I, I, I expected to not finish and still did I think that is kind of the physical embodiment of what I'm getting at here like you know I, I had no intention of actually finishing the game or even being able to let alone wanting to and when it came down to it I ended up doing so and did it with bells on you know without, without hesitation yeah. so yeah I was um, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and that's kind of the thing too. Like as much as I'd played it, and I, like, part of that is like the controller discovery. Like I said, I think is part of this. But you know, I I, I was, I guess I would played it more casually to date, and like the idea of really sitting down and gr- nose to the grindstone and really trying to get better at it, I was surprised at how much I was able to do that, given how much I'd already played. So I think that also demonstrates like this a spectrum of ability that maybe you wouldn't guess this game has looking at it on the surface when you first play it you know what i mean as far yeah. as being able to develop and get good get better at the game uh, and that yep. is a credit to gameplay i think you know so yep. yes play zoom and fuck jesus christ we got to get in touch we got to find a vr developer and get this fucking going dude that's a million dollar idea let's go right now. <laughs> We will. <laughs> well, we gotta, we gotta find our. Uh, do you have these resources at the? At the at, at, <laughs> Somebody at can get it done. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So you, you got you don't. You, they have, don't they have a, like a, a not, app, not kind of an app lab situation. Don't they have like a developer program? Like, a oh yeah, developer?
1: I did Xbox. Like, oh yeah,
0: it's it's huge. So you have a database. Games, yeah. You have a database of people that are probably good at this that are dying. All you got to do is, you know. I'm one of the big wigs there. Like, let's talk and like and let's 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 have a fucking Zoom and get this going, Jay. This is a billion dollar idea. Right, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is Game Pro Issue 11. So we're back on the game pro tip. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provider, whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. Email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com and tell us that thing I couldn't figure out earlier. <laughs> and follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. You can link to, or there is a link to the pod. Uh, or to the YouTube playlist on the show notes or in the show notes. There's the ISOH subreddit. If you want to get, done, get down with this on Reddit and hate Mark Zuckerberg, we don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so in our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. Ablegamers.org is where you can find them. There's T-shirts on the website. They're dope, and proceeds on those. After pod expenses, go
1: to AbleGamers. Gamers. Jay, what are your socials? Gentleman JB without the second e that is my gamer tag um, pretty much across all the platforms
0: I am on Twitter at Josh Fallen I'm on Instagram at my is broke my Oculus tag is my is broke and I still haven't turned on my Xbox to change that to my key is broke but I eventually <laughs> will maybe okay bye <laughs>